All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, happy Halloween. Finally, my interview with Craig is going up. Craig Canover from Southern Charm, and he's awesome. And we talked forever. I'm just setting this up that this is the longest podcast that I've ever done. And I think it's just because he was so cool, like kind of surfacey on TV, but actually a lot of depth to him. And he's got a lot of layers and I found him to be very interesting. And he kind of had friends over and I had friends and family over and we hung out for hours and we recorded a lot of it. So yeah, that's what you're going to listen to is our little chat. So a big thank you to Craig for coming by and having this very long chat. I mean, pro tip might be you could listen to this on like the faster speed so you can get through it faster. Or maybe you have a long run on the treadmill or you got a lot of laundry to do or you got a long drive somewhere. Um, You can listen to this or you may break it up within like a few days and listen to it all. But I hope you do listen. I hope you enjoy it. And I'm not going to do an outro, like an email shout out at the end 
just because it's already too long. So I'm just doing a quick intro here, but I just will give a shout out since I'm not going to do an email shout out. I'm just going to give a shout out to all of you who have listened to this podcast and supported it and posted about it and subscribed and maybe rated and reviewed and maybe sent me emails of encouragement or maybe sent me emails of constructive criticism. Either way, you're part of it. You're part of the group and you're part of it growing. And we're about to celebrate a year of this podcast and it's kind of crazy. So my shout out is to all of you. So a big thank you for that. Oh, and speaking of Craig, um, because it makes me think of y'all and how y'all also support what we do with the spa and four things and pimp and joy. Um, we may do a four things pillow collab with Craig because he also makes pillows. You'll hear about that in the podcast, but, um, kind of crazy. So if y'all have any ideas of what four things we could put on a pillow with Craig, that would be amazing because I think that that would be super cute. We are adding dish towels to our line. Um, and then we're still working on our gratitude journal. If y'all are waiting to place orders for certain things, cause you're waiting on the journal, don't, I mean, I think we're going to have it available by Christmas, but we've had a few, few hiccups and Mary and I just want every, we always want everything to be perfect or up to our standards. And some things weren't when we got the proof in the mail, we were like, Ooh, this just isn't what we pictured. This isn't right. This isn't our quality. So we're working on ironing that out. And, um, but so if you want a customized four things, Christmas pullover, get that order placed because you want to get it before Thanksgiving because you want to be wearing it. And again, we only have a limited amount and we're starting to run through that, um, capacity, like production wise for those shirts. I need to even text Mary. We may even be through it pretty quickly, but, or sometimes Mary's awesome. And she's like, well, guess what? We were out, but I found a way to make more. So I'll keep you posted if we find a way to make more. RadioAmy.com is where you can find uh, anything, Espoir, Four Things, Pimp and Joy, all that stuff. So if you have Christmas shopping to do now that Halloween's kind of getting out of the way and you're headed into Thanksgiving and trying to shop, um, we we have a lot of stuff that we love from like Pimp and Joy stuff, our star necklace. Did I already mention some of this stuff? I don't know, but there is cute things. So definitely go check it out and you can give gifts that give back and have meaning. And we just, again, and that's another way of me also saying thank you to you because y'all, we see the support that y'all give that and it's pretty amazing. So thank you for the podcast love, the Espoir love, the Pimp and Joy love, um, yeah, it does not go unnoticed. So with all that said, let us just go ahead and get into this Craig interview, which might be the longest podcast I've, well, it is. It's the longest podcast I've ever done. Here you go. First thing. Okay, so this is fun. I think this, you're our first, um, do you call yourself even a reality star? No, I think yeah. it's an absurd term, but. I know, um, but I mean, you are on a reality show and that's what made you famous. So yeah. <laughs> see that the famous thing is sometimes like. Well, I, like, what made I'll you known, but famous is so, famous is not what it used to be. Right. Famous with Instagram and all the different things. Like sometimes I go to Instagram and there's people on there with like 2 million followers and I've never heard of right, them. Right, exactly. Like fame used to not be that way. You were either Michael Jackson or Prince and yeah. people knew every, who you were or you're, you're famous in your own little pockets. And like, I guess, yeah, I just don't feel worthy of that term yet. But I mean, I guess, yeah, speak like, I mean, I guess we are pretty well known at this point. After six, six years, it's it's a lot. I mean, even if you didn't watch Jersey Shore, you kind of knew who they were. Oh, yeah. Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah. Like, I mean, so now it's yeah. so a point where, like, I feel like we're recognizable in a lot of places that we go. But, um, yeah. Fortunately, everyone's really friendly. We have a hilarious following. Um, the goal in the beginning was to bring a male following over to Bravo. Um, and it's kind of worked and it's really funny. Like, our, our guy followers at first will say the pictures for their wife. Or, you know, that they make them Oh, yeah, the they're show. like, hey, hey, can I get a pic? It's yeah. for my wife. And then 
you know, someone will be like, it's not for your wife. And they're like, I know, I totally watch it when she's still at work and get in trouble and then I have to act like I haven't seen it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, so just as people know from my intro, um, which I do before we sit down, uh, Craig is here and from Southern Charm. But obviously, you listen to the intro, so you know that. And before we get into the four things, which the first thing we're going to get into today is about sewing down south. Okay. And this amazing business you've created. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, we're going to do a quick little rapid fire. I put a Q&A up on Instagram and people were, you know, sending in their questions. And one that's on here multiple times, so we'll just dive right into that, especially since it's happening right now, is what's what's the deal with the painted fingernail? Okay, so my nail is for the Polished Man campaign. And it's something that I saw when I was in the Bahamas last year uh, on the internet. And uh, I've always been kind of drawn and attracted to doing things a little aesthetically different. And um, the story was great and it represents one out of every five children that's abused and never reports it. Um, and the story was basically, if you go to the website and read about it, it's kind of a long story, but it's pretty great. And the guy that started it, a little girl was painting his nails one day blue at an orphanage. Um, and he found out the story about her and why she had been moved from her past orphanage. And it's such kind of a tragic story that um, he always kept one nail painted blue to, you know, to remember that girl. And so, um, you know, it's got a good reason behind it. And I, I often laugh and joke and say it's also an excuse to paint my fingernails, which is fun for me. But Yeah, um, and literally right now his finger is, yeah. one finger is painted but, blue. And, and what happens is the, the nail sparks conversations and those conversations... Um, kind of spark awareness and that awareness leads to donations. And so I remember after the show aired this year, um, there was an article that came out and it was like, why does Craig paint one of his nails or something? And it's like, because in the last three days, 20 articles were written about Craig's nail, which then leads to awareness and conversation. So yeah, kind of works out. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another one that I'm getting a lot of is, is he dating anyone? I'm not currently dating anyone. I am, uh, I'm single. Um, I've been traveling a lot, which has been fun. And um, I think there's a healthy, healthy way to have relationships, um, like short term relationships where, you know, you just kind of hang out and become friends and get to know each other. And um, it's not nothing too serious, but um, I'm open for whatever. I just haven't met that person yet. Who's your favorite cast member on Southern Charm to film with? Uh, Cameron. Is she the coolest? Yeah, Cameron's awesome. I mean, I love everyone, but Cammy, Cammy and I are, have a lot of good, a lot of fun together. Will you ever practice law? Uh, I'm not against it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now that, um, you know, prevents me from doing that. I just don't have the time. But I would love to do pro bono work um, if I do have, you know, some spare time coming up. And then, what is your first round draft pick for beer? Like, if you had to pick all-time favorite beer See, or drink. I'm just – well, so the beer is just uh, – I'm a Bud Light guy. Um, Keeping it real. Yeah. Drink right now. I'm in this weird Red Bull uh, Tito's and sugar-free Red Bull phase when I'm going out. Um, I do like a good bourbon drink. Um, but I'm a big uh, big wine guy. So, like, on flights, I drink wine. Which was so nice. You brought a bottle of wine here, <laughs> which is so thoughtful. Just and in kind. case. Yeah. yeah. And a sewing down south beanie. Which hasn't been released yet, but right, coming right. soon. Do you like it? I Perfect feel like I'm going to fall winter. in love with like any girl I see wearing that beanie this winter. Oh, well, okay. 
I see what you well, no, did there. No, no, not no. At, all the girls are I'm on the saying, computer right now. Like, no, if they're single, okay, that sounds. They're I'm, like, I'm gonna go. Whatever. I really like. I think girls are really cute in and beanies, a, in a beanie and I especially. and I like the one that we came out with. It's it is very cute. Um, and then this is this one's interesting. It just came in. If you could have dinner with anyone, known, like. You know, we're saying famous is relative, but if you could have dinner with anybody, maybe that you don't really know, but you would love to get to know, who would it be? Man, that's a that's Guy, a great girl, question. President, um, not another reality star. I well, I guess you just got to stick with your gut, and I don't know. It's kind of funny, but what popped into my head was uh, Ray Lewis and uh, <laughs> and Chris Pratt, and um, let's see, Ooh, that, and uh, what's um. Who's the girl that? What's a famous actress name? I, obviously, there's a bunch of them. I mean, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, no. The girl from The Hunger Games. Oh, Katniss. Yeah, so it would be Katniss. Katniss Everdeen. What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt, and Ray Lewis. I guess. Yeah. Did you That's, read Hunger Games? Uh, I did not read or, it. Watch the movies. I watched the movies. Okay. I was obsessed with it. I made all my friends do a um, well, Bradley Cooper's reenactment. Silver Lining. Did you like Silver Lining Playbook? Yeah. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Bradley Cooper is amazing. Did you watch um, Shallow? What's no, because I can't watch sad things. It's not called Shallow. No, I know what you're talking about. But the song is Shallow, Shallow, um, No, I won't watch. You can't watch sad things. Not movies that don't have a happy ending. And I knew exactly where that was going to go. So and, why is that? Because uh, movies and TV are like an escape for me. Um, I like the happiness from it. And um, I don't know. I've always been that way. Um, I... I don't watch things to be sad. Like, I like the happy ending. So I like cheesy movies or whatever. But, yeah, as long as there's a happy ending, then I like what it. What about sad music? Uh, I'm okay with sad music as long as it's got, I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. But, like, you know, like, there's times in your life that you definitely have to stop listening to, like, Taylor Swift altogether because, <laughs> like, some of her albums are, they hit close to home. Um that's I, what gets you emotional. Yeah, the, Those right. Taylor Swift ballads. No, the the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper movie without being Oh yeah, I mean too, it was sad. Yeah, real. like but I feel like the the business that I'm in, even though it's reality TV, um, I feel like I would have just connected a little bit. Like I I just it hit too close to home. Things I've seen and scenes I've I don't know, watched. Like I just don't know why you'd watch a movie where you know they're not gonna end up together. Yeah. Well, some people need um, sad art in a way we'll call movies. There's different forms of art, but that too, that brings out that emotion that they're not otherwise able to do. Like some people need sad movies so that they they can cry, not because they're trying to avoid crying, but otherwise they don't allow themselves to feel. So are you a guy that can, do you, do you, do you express your emotion? Like, do you have trouble crying? Yeah, so I think you just answered it and I've never thought about it this way. I'm an extremely empathetic person. Like my EQ is pretty high. Mm -hmm. And so I relate, like, like I put myself in the position of the characters in the movie. So I'm feeling what they're feeling, basically. And that's, like, too much for me a lot of times. So, like, I I over-empathize with the characters in the movie. um, And so I can't kind of distance. It's just, yeah, so I would be the opposite where I would have trouble distancing myself from those emotions and kind of keeping them in balance. Yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Another comment that came in on here was someone, it wasn't really a question, it was just a shout-out saying, so cool that you were able to cut a check for over $20,000 to the Bahamas. So this will be our little transition into sewing down south, and that's how you were able to do that. And I think the official number right now is about 28000 ish and probably, 
you know, who knows? Probably when you saw some more beanies. Well, I mean, <laughs> just kidding, because you had specific products that were going to that, right? Was it one particular pillow or? Yeah, we, we you know, I reached out to uh, my two partners, Jerry and Amanda, and I was like, hey, like, you know, let's do something for it. Because the eye of the storm actually went directly over where I lived um, last summer. Um, and a lot of my friends and basically people I consider family were affected uh, greatly. And so I was like, you know what, let's just say that, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure it was our first pillow. And it was the one that was inspired by my time in the Bahamas, um, that all the proceeds, um, for the next week go to the Bahamas. And I think realistically, I was hoping to raise about two to $3,000. And the first day, you know, our sales went over like $12,000. Um, and it was, it was awesome. I think at the end we, we sold several hundred of these pillows and the net proceeds um, that we were able to donate were about 20,000. And then with the pillow parties, I was staunchly against um, selling tickets for them because I thought it was kind of, uh, uh, what's, what's the, the word I want to say? I don't know. If you didn't want to be exclusive? To no, I didn't want to be like, I think it's douchey to like sell tickets to come meet you. So I was like, I'll never sell tickets. Okay. Um, it is a little bit, but I do understand why people do it. Right. No, right. But right. for me... But I understand what you're saying. At the beginning, I was just like, no. So what my partner, Jerry, came up with was because for crowd control purposes, we do actually have to yeah. have some sort of ticket situation. Right. And so now any of the proceeds from the first 50 tickets that... So the, only the first 50 tickets that we do or, or you pay money for, that all of those proceeds go to the Bahamas also. So it's right. all for charity. So I'm fine with that. Okay. So. I just thought of, so my back is like kind of weird and I'm like trying to sit up and I, I kind of want a pillow. Can I have the crab pillow maybe? Oh, we forgot to get a clap from our live studio audience. <laughs> this is like um, a reunion special where you have people in the audience. It really watching. is. Oh my gosh. Um, if our reunions were in front of a live audience, I think. Oh, are they not? I thought there no. were people clapping. That piped in later. May, watch what happens is in front of a. Oh, audience. maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of is Andy and watch what happens yeah. live. Okay. Reunions are. Oh, look, this is not a commercial, but I just put the crab pillow back behind my back and I already feel more comfortable. <laughs> and my friend Laura, who's Ray, Ray, Ray is a producer on the Bobby Bone Show. Okay. And his girlfriend, who we affectionately call Bay, okay. Ray and Bay. <laughs> She just texted me, OMG, you're with Craig. Oh, no <laughs> like, way. Um, so say hi to her. She'll listen. Hey, 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 Bay. Bay. hey, hey, Bay. What's up, Bay? Okay. Thanks for the shout out. Mm -hmm. So, oh, she just said, ask him if he'd be my boyfriend. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> She's taken. She's wa actually waiting for Ray to propose. Okay. But he just keeps putting it off. Ray's got to get his, his stuff together. Like one of the main storylines on the Bobby Bone Show right now is when are you proposing to your girlfriend? They've been together six years. Wow. If you were with someone six years, do you think that you would be ready? Yeah. Yeah. I, know? I think I was around like three, I think three to three and a half years is a good time. And like the situation I was in, um, I would have probably proposed sooner, but it was out of respect for the age of how old we were. Like I thought we should be a little older, but yeah, I think time wise, like you either know or you don't. How so. old are you now? I'm 31 now. And how old were you then? Um, I was, well, I was like 28, but she was like 24. Okay. And I think she wanted to, she had asked me before, was like, I want to have my own career and become successful on my own before I'm engaged. Like early on, and I had remember that because she didn't want to be dependent on anyone. So it was kind of out of respect for that. But for me, like 
that's kind of what I meant with the short relationships is I won't stay with someone longer than 30 days if I like if I know that we're not going to end up together or not. end. so there's two outcomes. So you know by 30 days. Well, yeah, you I mean, there's two outcomes. If you're in a relationship, you either break up or you get married. And people hate when I say that, but it's literally like that's literally the only two things that can happen. Or if someone dies, but we don't bring it. It's irrelevant. Craig. Yeah, you're right. That is a third option. Breakups suck. And um, I just think it's wrong to lead someone on for selfish reasons, just because you can't be alone or you're not comfortable. You know, I think you're settling and, oh, what if someone better doesn't come along? Like, I guess I'm okay with staying with this. And that's what a lot of problems in relationships stem from, from people uh, settling. So, you know, if I like someone a lot, I have no problem being in a relationship or staying with them. But, um, you know, I think if you're together for over a year, you probably, you're either scared to break up because you don't want to deal with it or you want to get married. So no offense, Ray, but... (laughs) I might be on base. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Ray, you hear that? Um, so with the, you know, Southern charm, with sewing down South, with, you know, other things you probably have going on in your life, it's probably hard to find time to maybe even, are you feel like you're constantly on the go, especially with the pillow parties, which we should mention. That's why you're even here in Nashville and you came over <laughs> today was because you're here because you're having a pillow party tomorrow at Kittenish. So we pre-recorded this. So you're hearing this before this party, but you're doing these pillow parties all over the country. Yeah. yeah. And then how, when this, are you doing different rounds? Do you think this is something you're going to keep doing or you have kind of a few at a time? No, we, uh, this is our second round. I think we had nine stops on this round. We had so seven. It's like a tour. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we kind of took a book signing model and, uh, revamped it into what we're doing now. And it seems to really be working. And as long as people want to come, you know, I love doing it. I love traveling for a reason instead of like, you know, just, you know, for the heck of it. Like I, I get to travel to these places and meet all these people and hear their stories. And it's really kind of turned into a thing and I'm excited to continue doing it. So, um, um, yeah, I don't and know. And so how do people find out about a pillow party? So we announced, um, we put it up on my Instagram and our Sewing Down South Instagram. Um, next week we are in Aberdeen, North Carolina. and we are Shout out. Sh- I used to live, y'all are going to be so close to Southern <coughs> Pines. So my husband was in the Air Force and stationed at Fort Bragg. Oh, awesome. And Aberdeen is like 10 minutes from Southern Pines. Like nobody, how did you choose Aberdeen? Because nobody in my life ever knew where Aberdeen was or Southern Pines. It's right by Pinehurst, which a lot of people know for golf. But, but, oh my gosh, I have to send y'all to, if y'all are looking for a place to go eat, the nicest restaurant in Southern Pines, like, oh, of course. with my well, neighbor. Well, that's kind of, we'd love to, because <laughs> after a pillow food. party, we go out for, like, a really nice dinner, and... You're going to Chef Warren's. Okay, awesome. Yes, I'll set it I'm up. I'm excited. You, yeah. you seem really happy about this, so I'm happy about no, this. No, because I'm like, what? You're going to Aberdeen? Well, which of, I love. Shout out to anybody listening, but it's just, it's a smaller town in North Carolina. That's what this formula that we've come up with, which, again, my two partners, like, the team is, they've brought us to where we're at today, but they adopted this model where instead of going to the big cities where a lot of like professional sports teams would go or like big concerts or performers, um, they, we go to these kind of like forgotten towns that are like 20 to 30 miles outside of the big city. So the people from the big city still come, but the towns, it turns into basically a giant block party. Yeah. Because people from Raleigh will drive down. I bet. And it's, and so we've done these, parties where they're like, you know, this is, and again, in a, in a, not cons- like, not, I don't know, in a, just a matter of fact way, they're like, 
we haven't had like a party this big in a few years. And so we always have, you know, a musical element and we have like an alcohol vendor and food and uh, it just, it oh, turns into fun. a great time. Yeah. I love that. And so everyone, you know, sometimes you have to wait in line for a little bit of time, but each person I spend a couple minutes with and we do like individual pictures and group pictures and I sign the merchandise you get. And um, everyone seems to have a great time. And now people have started to become friends in line, which has become a thing. And, um, it's kind of just brings the community together. So we are doing like the East coast now, and then we'll probably do I think Florida and Texas and like Midwest. So sort of, yeah, kind of, well, and then all over. And move our way to West of the Mississippi probably early next year. So all you have to do if you want to find stuff out is sewing down South on Instagram, Craig's Instagram, or, you know, like right now, I just typed in sewingdownsouth.com. People may not know that's where you go, where you can find an awesome beanie if you want to date Craig in the future eventually. <laughs> or um, the pillows, like the flamingo lumbar pillow. Oh, Mary, I might have to get you the flamingo lumbar pillow. I know I got you the crab one, but this is this is new. This wasn't up here when I shopped. Is this new? Yeah, this, that's our new bestseller. It's so, so, this would match your house. We have them down. So it's funny because Amy's... Neighbors basically down the road are my partner and her husband. I know, small world. We just met, but we're going to be friends. Yeah. And so we have those pillows at the house, I think, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll bring oh. Amy. Yeah, we'll bring one over. It'll go. Like, I, I okay, I'm obsessed. And then, um, you know, you've got hats and totes and all the things. So people can check that out if they want to see what you're up to and what you're doing. And I just have to say, I'm proud of you. Thank like, you. This is all like really legit. And yes, I ordered one. It came in. I gave it as a gift. Like it's really great quality. And to think like Mary, Thank Mary you, loves Mary. it. Um, so, we you know, do to, wa- sorry, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. I was going to say, so do you watch the show? I haven't. Okay. I haven't lately. I did a long time ago, but to prepare for you coming, I watched season reunion part one Okay. from this season, but I had not watched this season or last season. So I know, when did you start? I know that I saw you sewing at some point, but I think you were like with Naomi. Right. So it was a while ago. Yeah. So I kind of put viewers like, it's kind of a roller coaster ride with me. Uh, fortunately, we're on, you know, a, a great place right now, but there are definitely times that I was probably frustrating to uh, our fans out there. But I started sewing when I was still with Naomi and I wanted to make clothes and I figured out that that was very difficult. Yes. Um, when I, when Naomi and I broke up, um, I had to leave my garden and my, like I had a workshop in the garage I'd built behind. And apparently it's been explained to me that I have this like desire to create or this, like I get fulfillment out of creation. So and, is this like coming from a therapist? Yeah. It was like the life coach at that time. Or oh like, yes. You yeah. have life coaches. I and then I, I tend you to talk one. a lot to people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like the, I've heard it from someone and it made sense. Do you know your Enneagram number? Just curious. No. Okay. Wait, is that the... I'm a, I'm an entertainer. I don't know. I don't, I still don't know your number. No, I'm trying to think of what, it's wrong for people to guess people's numbers because we, I don't know your Am I talking about a wrong test? The Enneagram is, um, numbers one through nine. Oh no, I don't know. Okay. So, um, no, I didn't mean I'm an entertainer like that. There's that other thing like Shep just did his and he was a debater and Cameron was like a sympathizer or something. And then I was. Um, yeah. I was an entertainer or something. Okay. Um, and then, so you had a, 
Also, I didn't know you had a garden. You just casually threw that in. Wait, you didn't know that? I, I had an awesome okay, garden. Okay, so you it was had to huge. leave your garden and yes. your tools behind. And that was, well, that was my and escape. Then, uh, yeah. And then and then it was brought to your right. attention that you have a desire to no, create. No, 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 no. That was, I learned that later to explain okay. what happened. So I was staying at my friend's house, actually, who I ended up spending time with in the Bahamas. Um, they have a house in the same community as me in Charleston. I had, because they were in the Bahamas, I was waiting for the closing of my house. I had my sewing machine, but I didn't know how to make anything. But in eighth grade, we had home ec. So we spent half the year learning to cook and half the year learning to sew. And Miss Hurley was my teacher, so I have her to thank for all this. Um, and I was like, oh, I remember how to make a pillow. And mm. so I made a pillow, and I mm -hmm. like when and you make it wrong side out. And when you turn it right side out, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got this great feeling. And so I started a YouTube stuff, and I made three pillows, and I was watching um, to go back to my like happy movie thing. I was watching The Descendants on TV. Oh my gosh, my kids love The yeah, Descendants. It's a great movie. The, with the kids that <laughs> dance like on the. No, I just had The Descendants? Be, Are we thinking I was of going the same through, thing, that Disney yes, movie? I was going the, through a breakup, so I obviously had the Disney channel on. Like, I'm not going to watch sad oh, stuff on my breakup. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. And so I kept, like, I on purpose kept, and the picture's still on my Instagram, but I kept the three pillows in the picture. And the sewing machine and then just made a joke about watching The Descendants, but I was actually fishing to see if people would want the pillows. And people were like, oh my gosh, did you make them? Like, we would totally buy your pillows, like buy pillows from you. And that's kind of where it started. And then I went from there. Okay. But, <laughs> gotcha. I mean, Also, wow. when you when we do these things, like I go in like a million different directions. So Sometimes, do I. Okay, cool. I have, like, I have... I, I, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, cause we're going to get into some Adderall talk because I was diagnosed with ADHD and I've taken multiple things for it. And then I know because I told you I prepped for this interview by watching, um, reunion part one from this season. And that's where you also talk about a little bit of Adderall stuff. So we'll get into that later. Um, but like, when you mention like gardening and your tools and different things and sewing, like you're very, like, are you someone that like cooks too? You seem like yeah. you have a lot. And I think on the review, where did I hear Mary? We were kind of just like doing a little bit of research. Cause honestly, I had you not just watched say that you, much. You watch the show. It's not a big thing. No, just, no, just kidding. I wish, I don't know if it was on the reunion today or if we were looking <coughs> stuff up. No, I'm no, being fully transparent, I I but I, I felt kidding. bad that I once had watched more, but a year kidding. and a half ago, I became a mom and like all my reality TV watching went out the window. I would prefer that you, well, I can't say that. I was going to say not watch it. And you right. Just, yeah. We get to know each other like this. It's fine. It's fine. I, I don't know that much, but where did it come up on the show that you're like a male, you told me Mary, a male Martha Stewart. Well, that's the goal. The goal the is goal. kind of. Yeah, I, but I can't well, remember where I heard it. Because, like, we're working on a cookbook right now, too. Like, I Shut actually, up. Yeah, like, so it kind of follows in her footsteps. Okay, so. Because I love to cook. So I started to cook in, at the same time that I learned to sew, but I never sewed till later. And I learned to cook in that same class in, like, seventh or eighth grade. And then my mom. There's so much more to you than I thought, Craig. See, there's a few layers. I, it yeah. I, I mean, I knew that there was, we had different things to discuss, but I didn't know we were going to get, peel it back. I had no idea you cooked. Yeah. And that, well, I mean, I guess I heard the male Martha Stewart thing somewhere, but it was well, just like it's kinda, it was silly, but <clears throat> it kind of, I've, I guess I've always been, like, crafty. And, like, it's, it the, the creative is kind of different than that need to create. Like, I actually like making stuff, but... Uh, the cooking thing really came out after second season. I 
Uh, oh, so my mom was a teacher. So I was allowed to cook. The rule was I was allowed to cook anything I wanted as long as I cooked. So I had like this, I was very fortunate to have this freedom to like go to the grocery store and make whatever I wanted. But then after second season, I moved home for a little bit. Um, and my mom had thyroid cancer and she was doing this radioactive iodine treatment where you have to eliminate, you purge yourself from iodine. So like, and pretty much almost everything you find in the grocery store has iodine in it and she couldn't have it. So I created this, fortunately was home and uh, was able to cook for her for like the six weeks of that process. And through that, I developed recipes because it's a really not a fun diet. And so that really forced me to learn like creative techniques and like the way foods go together. I, I don't know. It was just something I could probably with my ADD too, I could obsess over that and dive into that and not have to think about anything else. So for those six weeks, I really learned a lot of stuff and, you know, coupled with the years before that of cooking decided to, because again, my team is very supportive to start doing a cookbook. So, okay. So let's get this straight. You had a garden. I didn't know that you have tools. <laughs> you can make stuff. You sew you cook for your mom who has cancer. Like what? Like this is uh, so much That's about you. Like I didn't know. Little no, confused is... when we broke up because I was like, I feel like oh, I'm kind like of you're a, a good catch. Guy. I feel so like Na- I'm kind Naomi of a knew catch. all of this about you. Oh yeah. So she knew that you were even doing. So I mean, we have that in common. Like having a parent that has cancer. Like right. it's. Um, I lost my mom in 2014, and you've actually. You're. We have a mutual friend, David Nelson. Um, who is amazing, and his wife, He's Maddie, great. she's the best. They really are. We met them in Haiti, but David played football, and Maddie's just the sweetest. They actually met in Haiti. They have this crazy, like, romance, story, romance, yeah. where you're just like, what? Is this even real? Um, and then you, how do you know David? So I also think they're, like, the best-looking couple ever, Oh, they are. Like, and their they're, babies are, like, they, she, they just had yeah. their second baby, and they're, like, the b- most beautiful babies. So actually, Naomi and Maddie went to school oh, together. so that's how y'all knew each yeah. other. Yeah. Okay. And then they, I, in the off-season of one of our seasons, I was like, we got to be doing more stuff. I was like, we have all of this time. Like, we should get into something. And she's like, actually, my friends do this thing in Haiti. So I got on a conference call with David and Maddie at the time, and it was me and Naomi. But then David was like, actually, it started with the marathon because he's like, how do you feel about running? And I was like, I hate running. Yeah, and like, they wore, P.S., if you're, I mean, our listeners, they're very invested in Pimp and Joy. So y'all wore Pimp and yeah, Joy awesome. shirts Neon for yellow. your marathon yeah. run. So, well, that's, so David asked us to run the marathon because he's like, oh, well, I'm an NFL player. Like, I can't. I'm like, oh, this is bull crap. But um, we, uh, so we ran the marathon and then I wanted to go down and see, you know, what we were supporting. And so then I went down to Haiti and then you're actually, I met every member of your family at my first crazy, time in Port-au-Prince. Cause I didn't know. Ex- yeah. Except you put yeah. it all together today. Like I mentioned something to my husband, like, you know, David, I think maybe he, he's friends with David. He's on Bravo. My husband doesn't know Bravo. So he has no idea. And he's like, wait, I think that I went to dinner with him when I was in Haiti. And yeah. So, yeah, and then you crazy. went to the orphanage. So you right. definitely met my kids yep. and then you, yeah, you were at the same dinner with my husband. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a small, no, it's small comes full circle, which is great. So but crazy. again, who knows what we actually were talking about at first, but then well, we, we were, I know I see, I've learned because, well, I've been doing the Bobby bone show for 13 years. Oh, wow. So I, 
my ADD used to kind of control me, but I can go off, but I know exactly what started this. I've gotten better about bringing it back around, which is I brought up that we have the whole parent with cancer thing in common. And, you know, my mom, she lost her battle in 2014. Um, your mother and just wanting to, I understand that desire of like wanting to do whatever you can to help them. And like, in your case, it was like trying to find her food and cook it for her that she could actually eat. And then um, my dad is on his own little cancer journey right now. um, Officially cancer free at the moment, but still a lot of health issues. We just moved him here to Nashville to live like in an assisted living place so that he's closer. But you know, I think it's, yeah, now that I'm, I'm like, it, it's very admirable, especially for a guy that has so much going on to stop what they're doing and like care for a parent. So, and then learn that you have a skill that you actually really enjoy. And then to be able to like put that into a cookbook later. So what, it, what would we see in the cookbook? Like, is there any, it's what, so I wrote a cookbook in eighth grade and oh with my a gosh. Pol- so with a Polaroid camera and that's a kind this of, it's amazing. Yeah. And okay. So so are you going to put some of that we, in the cookbook? So that's kind of was the inspiration okay. for this because Jerry, so you were like home ec. Yeah. I was a big home ec guy. Yeah. Big home okay. ec guy. So Jerry was like, wait, like what? And he was, so my parents were like, oh yeah. Like he wrote a cookbook in like eighth grade, all this stuff. So my mom, um, is fishing that out and she's like, oh, I still have it, blah, blah, blah. So I, that's kind of, we're on like the ground floor of right. being like what direction we're going to go in because I do have somewhere saved at home my old recipes for, I think it's called RAI or something, the treatment. And in, in the iodine treatment, it is a really tough course, but you, and the patient obviously doesn't want to cheat at all because you want the treatment to work. Blah, oh, blah. Yeah. So I could do maybe a book about that or a chapter or just like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, but it's, it might, we might base it off what's in this original cookbook. Um, I but remember like, my so dad's favorite your is cookbooks or like your eighth grade cookbook would be a good. No, like, but okay. it's the inspiration. Okay. No, I thought it's, you're yeah. like, no. well, we're just going to publish what I came up with in eighth grade. It's good. I'm no, like, I have you taste tested them? Maybe at the, well, they tasted good, but the picture quality of me plating this food probably wasn't great. So, but maybe, I mean, I actually think that's kind of awesome. It like might a, be like a fun thing at the back of the book or like yes, a chapter. You have like, to include those Polaroids or yeah, whatever. It's probably had. only like 10 things or something. Uh, my dad's favorite is like, so everything I made, it was, I was like, I love science and stuff and cooking to me was science. And so, um, like I would make things from scratch and he loves to tell everyone I'm always like embarrassed kind of, but he's like, Craig made a key lime pie from scratch once. So he's like, oh, I'm like, dad, it's not that big of a deal. But he's like, no, it was awesome and stuff. So I don't know, maybe, uh, so I'll donate key it lime to them. Pie. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah. But. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. Do you, what, so my dad is was an amazing cook, a restaurateur growing oh, up. Cool. Like we, I was always around food. Like he had restaurants and would cook all the time. And um, like he would have different, like on the menu, which I think it's fun to pull out. And this is like kind of reminiscent. Like you get to pull out things like your mom has your old cookbook. And then this is something, if you create something, one day your kids will be like, my dad had this cookbook and he named things like that were special. And yeah, I was, um, I was like, it was a nice restaurant, but I don't know. He named things like my mom had a cheesecake. So it was like Judy's cheesecake. But, and then my sister was Christy's garlic fish or something. And then mine was like Amy's beef tips or something <laughs> weird. Like I was not that cute or great sounding. And then at the, like for 10 years of my life, I was kind of vegan. Kind of. Cause sometimes <laughs> I'd have goat cheese. Um, oh my gosh. Right. Oh, well, so I was I trying to, cheese. it was a whole thing. Like I was trying to get pregnant 
because my husband and I couldn't, hence our adoption from Haiti. And I thought I had read if you go gluten free, vegan, oh, you get acupuncture yeah. um, and colonics that you'll get pregnant. <laughs> it didn't work. So I feel like people might have made some money while you oh, were on your Oh, people journey. made money off of me like no other. But if, it's understandable. Yeah. Well, that's like the I quit one- using dryer sheets because, like, one woman giving my colonics told me that the dryer sheets were causing infertility in women. But see, you can't, That's that would be one of the one, like, situations where you can't give someone crap for it. It'd be like, I feel like, you, obviously, you would try anything. Yes. So it's like, whatever. Right. Like, whatever. Thank if you for not judging me. No, if there's a chance to, like, to help it, why would you not? Right. You know? um, but point being, like, in your cookbook, like, you could have certain things. Like, I think it would be cute to have stuff dedicated to your parents yeah. or little Craig. Or Craig, eighth grade Craig, or it's just that it's like, it's like special. Well, that's I'm sure what's that's funny. What my little dad Craig, doing. I was always little Craig because mm-hmm. my dad's name, he goes by Craig. So I'm not a junior, but, um, I was always little Craig, but now we have a little Craig in our lives because Shep named his dog Craig. And so now that's, that's right. little Craig. So now when I hear little Craig, I'm like, are we talking about me or the dog? And now, it, you know. It's all convoluted. There was, so after we watched the reunions part one this morning, when I was blow drying my hair, I was going to try to watch like an episode from the season just so that I felt a little bit dialed in. And my Hulu was freezing up, but I was trying to watch that episode of Shep with the dog. And I think the title of it was like New Craig Who Dis or something. And I could, it it wouldn't play, like kept freezing. So yeah, the dog is cute. This season I would be okay. Like I I had a decent season this year. Some seasons I would prefer. This was actually the first year I watched. Uh, I was able to watch. Well, let's get into, we're going to wrap up this first part and then we'll get into Southern Charm. But with, you know, kind of just, I love that. I thought we were just going to talk mostly about, I was like, what else does Craig have going on? Well, he has sewing down South, but you have like a lot going on. Well, yeah, and we have, if you guys come to Charleston, we just did, um, I joined a restaurant group. So we just opened a restaurant. So it's a big year. It's a fun year. What, like, what, are, what is your involvement in open? I mean, restor- opening a restaurant is no small feat. No. Like, and it's so, a big deal. But I was food and bev for a long time. Um, I would go home and bartend in the summers. And again, with my love of food, it just kind of all worked. So um, I used to be like the bar manager at a restaurant home during the summers. in the Eastern Shore of Delaware is where everyone from Maryland and D.C. and stuff comes in the summer. So we would make a ton of money by just going home and bartending. Yeah. Like in the summers, you know, between college and... Um, then in law school. Well, so, so like, what's the name of the restaurant? It's called Mesu. So it's M-E-S-U and it's Mexican and sushi combined. <laughs> what? So I know it's pretty so bizarre. Amazing. And, no, I mean, I love it. And so we have this awesome chef that used to, um, he's known around town and he joined the group and we, so half the restaurant is Mexican and half is sushi. And so there's something kind of for everyone. Um, and it's got a good energy and you kind of feel like you're in China when you're in there. We have orange subway tile everywhere. Okay. I've never been to Charleston. Really? Yeah. So, okay. Now, but I mean, I've always wanted to go. I want to go to Savannah and I want to go to, to Charleston. See, I would go to Charleston first. Okay. Well, what I mean, time of I, year? Uh, spring or fall. Fall. This is the prettiest time. Okay. Because, I'm going to go. I'm yeah, going November the summer 1st. Is you know way what? Too hot. November 1st is excellent and I'll actually be there. Is your restaurant open then? Yeah. Yep. Oh, we we opened two weeks ago. I'm going because I was supposed to go to Napa for work, oh, but cool. with my husband and it was like a work, like a, so, they call it live in the vineyard. And it, I just had to cancel it cause it's something else. And I'm like, I have to find something else fun to go. But do. look at my dots that weekend that you're talking about. I'm actually there. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Okay. Well then. Okay. So well, if it works out, that would I'm be I'm going to go to 
Mech sushi. What's it called? Well, I'll bring Sumex. you by Mesu. Mesu. Um, I knew it was like Mech Su. No, Sumex. so yeah, so I've, and uh, it all kind of comes together, and, uh, and you know, I'm just I'm way more I'm way better with structure and staying busy than if I'm yeah. just like left to do nothing but okay. go out. Wow. You know, so. so I mean, so much happening. So. Well, now that we've had a dip into your life and all the things, like, we'll, we'll, let's dip into like what started your notoriety. Okay. Not that you wouldn't have been known no, somehow, but I mean, you got on TV. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot. I kind of want to know time. how that started, like how ra- reality happened. So we'll get into that next. Okay. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual 
essential for women 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Okay, so couple of things to get into in this next thing. This is kind of going to be our Southern Charm reality or just TV segment because I feel like there's some things we need to dive into with Craig, which is, well, we're going to talk about Hallmark movies yes. because I didn't know we both had the same aspirations. Dreams. Can we just make a pact right now? Because you would, you're more likely to get on a Hallmark movie before me. I don't know about that. No, it's true. So even though Kristen Chenoweth, which by the time this episode airs, the Kristen Chenoweth episode will have aired, and we talked about her Hallmark movie, and on the podcast, she told me she would get me in as a barista one day. We'll see what happens. Maybe I could be a barista on the Craig F- Craig <laughs> Craig movie, but you also have the same dream. Oh, a thousand percent. I, I Also, side note, I have always been a fan of hers. She did this like show in Texas, or this Texas like oil tycoon show that got canceled after like... It was like, or like Christian wives of like Texas. It was phenomenal, but it got canceled after <laughs> a year. For Bravo? No. Oh. Just like it was on like ABC or something. But yeah, she's on all these like Hallmark movies and it is my dream to be on a Hallmark Christmas movie. Me I feel like too. that is so what I was born to do. So you would be the love interest probably. Like you would obviously be, I'm casting you, as okay. the main character who lives in a small town. Like the good guy. And you run like a Christmas tree yes. farm. See? This- and then the girl from the big city, she <laughs> comes to the farm to like, I don't know, take over the city because her big wig. Right. Like They're going to acquire the property yes, to build a ski resort. Exactly. Yes. And you're like, no, this is how I make Christmas trees. And everybody, are you, do you hate Christmas? And she's like, yes, I yes. hate Christmas. Who cares? And then you convince her and to I love Christmas. I probably have a daughter. I probably have a daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm blushing because this is phenomenal. No. And then the I. The fact that you can see it is. I will be, y'all will 
meet at a coffee shop from time to time and fine, I'll take the mediocre Or you role. can be like the best friend of mine where like, I'm not going to settle. Okay. And I'm like, oh, she won't like me. Like, I'll be why? the best She's friend. She's going to go back and then you'll be like, just take a chance because my wife, I'm probably a widow. Your, my, your wife my, died. I, your wife write died. This down. But I'm, I'm no, like I'm your yeah. sister. Oh, sister. Yeah, that's yeah, it. And sisters. you're like, yeah. you just need to put your heart out there again. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't the right person. And then we have the dramatic, like anywhere, like, she, like she goes to like let her heart out to me, but I'm not there. So then she goes to get on the plane to go home. And I was like, I shouldn't have been so dumb. Perfect. And I'm like, go oh, because after I her. see the laptop. I see that she's actually there to like acquire the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I love, <laughs> thank you for making me a sister and not a barista. No, a sister is way better because like someone's got to tell me to put my heart back on the line. Someone's yeah. Get, yeah. I will set you straight. So Hallmark, if you're listening. Yes. Craig and I, we have. We already have the movie. Your next hit. Wait, but who's gonna be the girl? There also has like the love Jennifer Lawrence. Duh. Oh, that would be cool. But she is she Christmassy. Well, that's how you're gonna meet her and date her and marry her. But then, like my, well, my, well, see, it's either a widow situation or like an ex girlfriend or like someone. Candace Cameron is probably the girl. Let's be honest. Because she's like she's in all the Hallmark movies. I don't find with. I feel like I'm gonna meet my next. See, I shouldn't say stuff like this, but I have a good, like Cameron's theory, like from my show's mm-hmm. theory is my, like, for, like Cameron my, from Southern Charm. Yeah, Cameron from Southern Charm's theory is that I will meet my long-term, like my next long-term relationship will be my co-star on my first Hallmark Christmas movie. Shut up. <laughs> that's what Cameron thinks. Well, that's amazing. Okay, so we need to, Cam- Candace Cameron's not single. So who could we cast Yeah, Whoa. that would be... Maybe we who, have to do a follow-up for like... We'll follow up. Yeah, okay. oh, well, I mean, I'm going to have you back on, obviously, when you release your cookbook. That would be sweet. Oh, no, I you're coming it. back. Also, I'm a huge Nashville fan. And I already was, but now, like, after 24... I was on the street in front of my hotel, and there was a party trailer truck that oh, went by with a... annoying. I know, but they had a hot tub on the back. Yeah. And I wasn't, Equally like... Equally annoying. I know it's annoying, but, like, the energy here, it wasn't, like... It's fine. I got a kick out of it. Like it wasn't, right. it didn't bother me. Right. Like but, I was, but when you live here and you're stuck driving behind the hot, the tub, truck. hot tub pedal <laughs> and people are pedaling and drinking and you're like trying to get to work. I can't believe, I love that. The alcohol laws here must be fantastic. I have no idea. All I know is when I'm stuck behind them and I'm trying to get to Music yeah, Row, I'm that. annoyed because Bobby has a policy. If you're late, you get sit home. Uh-uh. Oh, for sure. Oh man. hundred percent. Like- Two seconds late. That, you're I mean, sitting that, yeah, home. that <laughs> we obviously our audience is laughing because I have a uh, oh audience. Look, let's get another clap from the live <laughs> audience. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, I was woken up because I'm staying at the Thompson. And shout out! Oh, have you been up to the Jackson? So I so last night I had dinner by myself at the bar, which was amazing downstairs. By yourself? Yeah. Well, because do my, people bother you or you're fine? Nashville's well, pretty cool about that, but it is. It, but tourists, it, I lasted may not be. a little bit, and and that it was, and then the two bartenders were awesome. They actually, we have the one used to be managed by like Mark Bryan and Charleston. We were all connected, like it was cool, like great guys. And then it was funny because I don't think they knew who I was, and then all of a sudden, this people started to come up, and they're like, "Man, you handled that pretty well." It was fine, but I was like, "I want to see that up top," and I walked out and. I don't do really well by myself. I get really overwhelmed. And I walked out and like, it was like, I turned right around and went to my room and watched yeah. the movie. That's, you like, can't go up to the Jackson no. by yourself. You have to no. have someone with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. And for the most part, I will say Nashville wise, people will leave you alone. Cause like I'll go out to eat. 
I mean, I run into Dirk's Bentley at the grocery store. Right, that's, or that's Keith awesome. Urban at Whole Foods. Or, like, I get lashes done, which, like, a lot of, which, shout out, I'll shout out Amy <laughs> at Lash Nashville. She's amazing. But, like, all the, like, you, it's, it's crazy. Tours. Like, you it's, just see all the people. Like, you're like, oh, there's Karen Fairchild. No big deal. There's Marina Lambert. No big deal. There's no. Cool. And it's just normal. Cheryl Crow. Like, Mary was with me getting her lashes done the other day. And Cheryl Crow walked out and was like, Amy. I like, awesome. And it was just like, what is this? Nashville's just amazing like that. And they're very cool. But and, like, chill. I think. You, but tourists are also here. See, that's what. Which sometimes. And that's what it is. And they were tourists last night. And that's how Charleston is, too, people ask. And it's like, I, I, people are just used to us here. Like, no one cares. But you become a bucket list town, just like you guys are the Bachelorette town. Now it's starting to be there. And, like. It's it's apparently bigger than Vegas. Yeah. No, you guys are rated, like, the number one. Yeah. Um, and, actually, we're rated number two right now for Bachelorette parties. Who is? Charleston. Okay, yeah. So you guys Where are number I'm coming one. on November first. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it it's fine. It it's it's tough to. That's a whole other conversation about how like you go from. I used to wear like neon V necks and blazers, <laughs> and, like try to stand out. Like I was the biggest extrovert ever. Wait, when you first started Southern Charm? No, before like before Southern Charm. Okay, because we got to get into how you. Right. I don't know how you even got selected for that show, so I want to know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's gonna be a funny. Were you wearing a neon? If I get a call from the network, yeah, it's probably yeah, that's probably what happened, um, and how it turns you into a kind of like a introvert. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I figured that out because I am a. I've always been categorized as an extrovert. Okay. And I have been on. I'm on the Bobby Bone Show for 13 years and a half. And in the beginning, like we started in one market. It's like, fine. Like you're in one, we were in Austin, Texas, one city. Yeah. Like it's like, eh. like you go around Austin and Facebook was just now getting big. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. There was, you're on the radio. So it wasn't very visible. Like nobody cared what you looked like. We went to work in our pajamas. It was fine. It was 3 a.m. Like you put your hair up, you went to work, morning drive, it's fine. And then as our show started to grow and then Bobby started to like escalate things and him even being on TV, like you kind of just, there's this shift that happens. And then, so then we moved to Nashville and now we're like, I don't know, over a hundred markets. Right. And then we have different, sideshows that are like over 150 markets and then it's like a whole new it's a whole different the whole different thing but it started off very 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 small like not nobody right nobody cares but it what it, it i it's like this hybrid between introvert and extrovert where right. <clears throat> if you're someone i want to talk to or you have something that i want to talk about i'll talk your ear off right like just like we're doing like now but i just don't have the patience for the the shallow conversations or the, like the subs, like the, whatever the opposite of substance. Well, but you also, here's what I was going with that is sometimes you need the recovery. So when I first started, we weren't like as like, but I was still having to talk a lot and I never had aspirations for radio. I met Bobby at a restaurant. We became friends. He brought me on as a friend. Like it was, I had, I worked in sales. I was not, radio was not on my radar. Being, talking about anything was on my radar, but I was an, I was, I was an extrovert, what people define as that, because I shared so much. But when you have to be on camera and you have to be on, or me in a morning show, especially in different capacities, and now we have so much more going on, I put so much out there. My extrovert needs time to recover. And that's when I become an introvert. So on my weekends, sometimes I can like hibernate. And now that I have kids and 
well, my husband used to be deployed a lot. Like he would leave. There were some weekends where I have kids where I would go Saturday or Friday through Sunday and I wouldn't talk to a single human, but it was how I refueled. Okay. But some of my friends saw that as like, well, where did Amy go? But, or where is she or what's happening? But I'm like, I'm just refueling. Like I'm at a low and I need to like just hide and not talk to anybody so that I can go talk for five hours on Monday morning. That's good. Yeah. I I need to learn how to be okay with telling people that I should read up more about it because that's a thing. And like you, well, my therapist told me, okay, because I said, people keep saying I'm an extrovert, but I was like, all I want is time alone. Yeah. I just want to lay on the couch right now and like, like chill, but it's like, you feel like you owe so many people so much and like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So that's cool that we'll we'll talk later about it or maybe, but I'll, maybe I'll shoot you an email with questions because that's good because I feel guilty when I recharge, but really like, that's why I go home to my parents so much because when I'm in Delaware, I don't leave the house. So I just go to my parents' house and I don't leave and that's my like recharge, but that's because I don't have anyone to feel guilty that I'm not hanging out with basically. So you, yes. How it was explained to me and a therapist once told me, because since everybody told me I was an extrovert, that's what I thought I was. And she's like, well, you are, but you're both. Sometimes you need your introvert time to recharge. Otherwise you can't be who you need to be on the air. And yeah, it makes sense because stuff we're doing now, like, yeah, there's, I get it. And well, I'll tell you, um, you know, another day, but I've figured out ways to cope. And it's like a nice dinner with just like two people, you know, after or whatever, and like just chilling and just relaxing. Well, let's take it back to before all of this started for you. Before you ever had a talk. Like how, how did you end up on Bravo? Like how, what, how? So, um. Was there like a casting call and you show up? It wasn't a casting call. Um, you know, we were friends in Charleston. Uh, Charleston's a very, like, close-knit, kind of incestuous town. Um, I, I don't know if... Uh, that's basically the easiest way to describe it. Everyone kind of knows everyone. Everyone's dated everyone. And um, basically, Whitney's mom uh, had moved after her late Can we husband. talk about Whitney's mom real yeah, quick? Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Okay. Mary ordered... A jamaset set from her with dogs on it and never got it. How much was that? I don't know. Oh, so, tell her. I'll, okay, yeah. yeah, tell her. I will because because Mary, how much was it? Because it, it was a gift for Mary's mom. Maybe it didn't go through. My no, I will. Well, whatever happened, well, well, we need to get it. It doesn't matter. We'll it, get it. It's like get. It's like pajamas that has doggies no, all yeah, over it, like your customized dog. So Mary submitted the picture of her mom's dogs, and then it's supposed to get printed on a cute set of pajamas and then sent to you, and then she never got it. But anyway, that sidebar about Whitney's mom. Keep going. So she... Um, we like to support <coughs> products that people sell on Bravo, if you can't tell. So, yeah. So she, um, she after her late husband died, bought this house in Charleston, moved down. Whitney lives in L.A., but he was spending a lot of time in Charleston. Um Sorry, my throat's... It's fine. <laughs> um, so he started to embed himself into Charleston, and he was like, this place is absurd. Like, this needs to be a television show. And he started to talk to people about it. And, um, you know, we kind of... No one really thought it was going to be a real thing, but he he started to put people on tape. And at this point, um, he put Cameron and... Or he put... Shep and Thomas on tape after like a New Year's that they had together. Um, 
And I, I like, and Nashville's probably similar, but in Charleston, everyone talks to each other. Like, you you know, you can't be a stranger. Like, if you see someone lost, you're going to talk to them. Um, you know, if you're at a party, you're going to make friends with them. So everyone, you know, is friends. And um, Whitney starts to pitch this out west at, like, a film festival or something. Um, it's always funny. I get in trouble every time I tell this story because I don't know. Which, like, I'm like, I thought I had it right this time. <laughs> and they're like, Craig, stop. Telling the story. Um, but they he put together this, like, trailer, basically, for a TV show. It's called a Sizzle Reel. And um, Bravo really liked it. Um, but they were like, we kind of want some more. Um, and so we all continued hanging out for a while. No one really knew what was happening. But um, Whitney started to take a chance on his, like, Wild boyfriends that or his his party Wait, boy, his 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 friends that were guys that were wild in the city. I was like, is this a slip? Yeah, no. <laughs> he started to take a chance instead of this like highbrow like society. He was like, oh well, like my friend Craig is kind of like nuts. Like he's like in law school and stuff, but he's always out and like I don't know. They just basically started to venture into new people and. As much as you Google, I was in my second year of law school, and as much as you Google, should I do a reality TV show or not, you cannot find that answer on Google. And I tried a lot. Um, and so the only person... Um, now I'm going to Google it because you said that. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there's any articles should that have been I written. do a re... And so I, uh, I messaged... Um, I don't think I'm so I I basically had lunch with Cameron and Shep one day and we were like you know what let's do it and for me what happened was I had strayed away from it for about five months I mean it's a long process um you know my path my life was in a path that I thought was the right direction I talked to my dean it's like 80 year old lady and she's like Craig you know what you live in a new time like unless you do heroin or crack on tv you will be fine like it's you're gonna be okay um, I like, advice. yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dean Long. <laughs> uh, uh, but what it came down to me is I woke up one day and I knew what I wanted to do. And I, I was like, what would I regret more? Not doing something and wondering what if, um, or doing it and having to fix stuff down the road. And that was a no brainer, um, for yeah. me. And so we decided to do it, even though no one really thought it was a real thing. And I remember I was in like Target one day. Or Walmart and Whitney called me and he's like, the show got greenlit. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that means, Whitney. Like, no one knows what that means. So you'd obviously filmed a pilot and then we had done, at that like, point. It was like a, he just put, he basically built a movie trailer around us. Like we went to like a couple events and stuff, but it wasn't, it was like a two minute thing. And then he's like, all right, camera's going to show up. And we didn't really believe him. And then they did. And then we started filming and... Um, that was it, but no, there was no castings. Like I didn't really think, you know, I, in my growing up, I always thought it'd be fun to do TV or movies, but I wasn't going to move to LA and attempt it. Right. But it came to me and, um, yeah, now here we are. So, so like six seasons in, like, did you think at the beginning, like, okay, maybe if this goes one or two seasons fun, but like that you'd be six seasons in. No, my goal, honest, I was just. In the, the last few seconds, I was like, what was your honest goal? I think third was my, like, that would be really cool if we made it three years. That means that this was worth it. Um, mm -hmm. 
I know that I remember first season didn't go great in the beginning. What year was the beginning? What year was that? Like, I don't know how seasons. They're a year each. Season a year. Oh, okay. So subtract six. So 2013. Yeah, Ish. probably started filming in 2012. Because I know you were Googling things about should I do reality TV. So in 2014, so this is before you were Googling, Yeah, there was an article written on the Huffington Post, and it said, I, all I typed in was, should I do a reality TV show? And it popped up? And stuff popped up for me, and the number one thing to consider was, except that you have given up your privacy, um, except to the extent that you have protected certain things in your contract, um, also, look up the other articles that Huffington Post has written about me over the last six years. And oh, well, I didn't type in Crit. With, I mean, uh, I didn't type in your name, but I mean, I'm just saying, time, like, how was that for you? Like, giving up your <clears throat> anonymity, your privacy, your who you are? Like, I, I, you know, I, I knew from, and I'll, I'll be completely honest, I knew that being quote unquote famous or being known by everyone or whatever, you know, you want to call it, uh, you could only complain about it once you got there. It's not something that you would always, I would always wonder what it felt like to be in that position, to be, you know, you know, for it to be hard to walk around an airport by yourself or be like noticed or something. I would, I I would have always wondered what if, but I was aware that once I got it, that I would probably want to go back to a time I didn't have it, but it was better. I still wanted to know what it felt like. So, like, I, I guess, so it was what, worth the risk. For yeah, you. it was worth the yeah. risk. Like, I knew that I knew what I was risking, and I was okay with it. Right. And I, and at the end of the day, and then I mean, of course, if you become the male Martha Stewart, then it's like a whole next yeah. level. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I, you know, my goal was to always make a lot of money to be able to help people. So I always wanted to be. The reason I wanted to get wealthy, for some reason I hate the word rich. It like really bothers me. I don't know why. But Super side note, wealthy. I like wealthy because my mom would be like, "Oh, like you're rich friends or something." Like it, it sounds like I don't know for something about that word. Like really, it sounds what like about insulting. You to be, well, so success isn't just defined by. I want to be financially successful, right? Uh, but, like so financial freedom could be. A, there you go. Yeah. So financial freedom was always my goal, so that you can do whatever you want. I there don't like go. having boundaries and limits. Right. Um, and I also like, and that's kind of how I got into law was I, I liked it. I was good at it. And I knew I would be able to make a substantial amount of money early on in my career. You know, there was a chance to do that if you did it right. And so I could start helping people early on. I would not have been able to start doing the things like I got to do in Haiti and stuff at 25 and 26 if I had, you know, an, any other job basically. So, yeah, I mean, I don't regret it. Um, it's worth me. And also I get to put a smile on someone's face. Like, yeah, it's overwhelming and gets like, I couldn't go out in Nashville last night, but that's, you can't complain about, oh, that's a whole nother thing. Like you can't complain about the problems you have because you just sound like a, you know, it, right. I wouldn't change you the thing. put like, yourself there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it's not a problem. It's just. You weren't born in, like some people I feel for that are born into something like that. And then it's right. like, they don't have a choice. No, it but was totally my control. In other circumstances, you know what you were getting into. Yeah. And I, and I, I do like it. Yeah. There's some, con- you know, there's some stuff that it's a little weird to deal with, but. Um, so how long, so we're on season six, like how many more seasons do we see? Southern I'm not Charm? sure. I mean, I think we're so we're in we're in 27 different countries now. So traveling is very interesting. What? Huge in Australia, 
Huge in Europe. Um, Canada was the one place I could go for a while that no one had a clue who I was. Um, but now are you on air there? Yeah. Um, the show's done well. So um, is my podcast. That's awesome. Yo. Love it. <laughs> no, up? so, all right. So, what up, okay. <laughs> like, without... We're international I here, mean, too. I don't but... want to be, like, that is my goal. They sent Stassi, like, Stassi got to go from Vanderpump Rules to do a... What? Yeah, do you, so, oh, this is another thing I wanted to address. Is a Bravo Reperty, or what's it called? Bravo, oh, <laughs> Bravo Leverty. Okay, so you're a celebrity on Bravo, so there's a name for that, which I just learned today, is Bravo Leopardy. Or you're you're on Bravo, like you're famous because of Bravo. Right. Yeah. So Stasi is a Bravo Leopardy. Yes. So all of the Bravo people, like what, so y'all all kind of intermingle. Um, all the Bravo Leopardies hang out? It depends. Um, yeah, a lot of us do. And fortunately, a lot of us are f- like fans of each other in a good way. Like. Like what's Lisa? Do you know Lisa Vanderpump? No, I don't know her. I'm really any good. of the housewives. I know uh, Sonia and Ramona from New York. What are they like? They're absurd. They're amazing. I mean, it's just like they're amazing. Okay. Yeah, Sonia. Just like I thought they would. Sonia be. and I okay. are are like Sonia and I are closer than Ramona and I. But I did do. <laughs> Ramona is so funny. She I did watch what happens with her this past year and. Um, Caroline is Andy's makeup artist from forever ago, and she's a sweetheart, and I love her. And she came into my green room to uh, like to uh, do my makeup or whatever. And I had brought a friend from college, Pete, who was kind of drunk, and he was in the hallway. And I hear we both hear Ramona be like, "Are you not even going to come in and say hi?" And Pete's like, "Of course I'll come in and say hi." And he goes into our green room, and they talk for like ten minutes. And both of us are like, she 100% thinks he's you right now. And we're like, oh, yeah. And oh, she then, all of a sudden, yeah. and okay. then all of a sudden her team comes in. They're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Pete. And she's like, who the heck's Pete? And he's like, I don't know. Like, you told me to come in here. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but oh, no, Ramona's they're great. amazing. But Vanderpump is who I'm closest with the show. So Kristen has visited a couple times in Charleston. She loves Charleston. Stassi's visited a couple times. Um, I'm friends with... Um, Katie is awesome. Um, Haven't really met the guys that much. Only James in a really weird night. Um, But then Shep Austin and I accidentally got talked into filming Summer House this year. What's that? Summer House is the Bravo version of Real World or like uh, Big Brother. So there's cameras and there's mics in the headboards. There's cameras all throughout the house. When is that already aired or is it aired? It hasn't come out yet. It's like their third season. So everyone from the... New York that goes to the Hamptons on the weekend, that's what the show focuses on. So it films like six weekends in a row. At um, the Hamptons? Yeah. And I ended up hanging out with like one of the cast members for that. And then we did like hung out for like two weeks. I don't know. This summer was kind of like funny. But yeah, so everyone kind of intermingles in Bravo oh. after a certain amount of years. All the Bravo leopardies. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, so But that. as we learned in the first thing, Craig is so much more than Bravo. Like you're Let so go. much more. Like Just there's, give me a platform. Um, you know, some some of your people here. They were like, he's like an onion. <laughs> Just he's got a lot of layers, and I would agree. So Thank yeah, you. there's. I mean, there's. I love when you find out that people have different areas of their life because I think some people might just have you in the Bravo bubble, but. Well, and obviously it, they heard the first part, but I mean, then when you do things like Summer House, 
right? Yeah. So it's called, then that keeps you in that Bravo bubble, but you have, you're doing other things. Like, and you have other passions and you're following your heart and things that you want to do. And then you have a philanthropic side, like you have different things that you care about. And I think that that's awesome. Thank you. It was a good foundation. I think I would like to break out of that Bravo bubble, maybe do some Dancing with the Stars or something. You, okay, but... so Bobby Bones. Oh, yeah, I see you guys show, rooting for he, each other. Well, he won. Dancing oh, he won? Last season. Oh, that's awesome. Did he yeah. love it? He loved it. Um, yeah, it was really hard. Like, it was hard work. He said, and he's he's a hard worker. He said it's the hardest thing he's ever done. Um, and it was a lot of work. I was there. I flew out for the premiere, and I flew out for the finale. That's awesome. So I was there when he, like, when they were about to announce the winner, I was like, okay, no way. But, I mean, they're like, phones down, phones down. You can't film. But I was like, it's I'm the filming. Ball, like that glass I'm ball, filming. right? And then like, I'm filming. And then they announced his name. And I felt kind of felt like a bad friend because my reaction was so shocked. <laughs> like I'm like, as, as a friend and a coworker and like support the co-host, like I should be more like less shocked. But I was like freaking out. Like I couldn't believe it because he couldn't dance. He was the underdog. Like nobody knew who he was. Like, I mean, Granted, a lot of celebrities on there, sometimes you have to like revisit, okay, right. like, what I know they're a celebrity, but like, why do I know them? And um, like for him, like we're, he defines it appropriately, which is we're in certain markets of the country where if we're on air where you're on air and you happen to listen to us, then of course, you know who Bobby Bones is. But like, if you're in LA, we're not on air there. And okay. like, people are like, who the heck is Bobby Bones? And he gets that, like, or New York City, like, who the heck is, like, big pockets where they may not know and people are tuning in. So, but I tell you, our listeners, which are some of my same listeners on the podcast, they're so freaking amazing. He won Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I feel like you have an awesome team. Because of our people. Like, our people, he won Dancing with the Stars because of that and he won over the hearts of some Americans that didn't and voters that didn't know him. But like our fan base is so loyal. <laughs> like they That's will awesome. like he's considering running for governor of Arkansas. And like <laughs> I think awesome, I think he might win. Because of the family. Yeah. Because like I, I like I would not I mean the Arkansas is where he's from, but I mean I wouldn't put it past him. So I mean, you know, when you have that 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 base, which I think you would bring that with you. If you went to Dancing with the Stars, I feel like you would have your Bravo people that would like, like Bachelor people and Bravo people. They have, would you ever do The Bachelor? Because no. that's ABC. No. Well, like- I also, that's my nightmare. I, I can't break, I just, I have previously told you that I can't go past 30 days in a relationship because of the fear of like, then well, you don't have to break up. Well, no, but you have to break up with like 20 different people. I would just be true. like, just give, like, I would just be like, yeah, you all get roses again. Yeah. First of all, also, I would know within five seconds, of meeting whoever, like I would know that first night who I was picking. Like when they got out of the limo and then yeah, like easily. You would- like I would instantly know because like my chemistry with people, like how I've found myself is it's very quick and I know like right off the bat. Um, and I just like I breaking up with like nineteen different people or whatever. It was, and, like of course there's a number obviously always that like you can get to and make, but like I just don't enjoy hurt. Like I'm a ple- like, people pleaser. Like I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like. I just also, yeah. yeah, like to publicly do it, like everything about it. Like I don't have anything against it. Like I'm just saying like it would be really, really So tough. when it comes to more reality TV beh- besides Bravo, you would lean more towards something like Dancing with the Stars and not Not Bachelor. a dating show. Right. Yeah, a dating show would be tough for me to do. I think like a challenge would be fun. 
like if we did a Bravo like style MTV like Road Rules Real World Challenge, like I think that would be fantastic. Would you ever do like Amazing Race? Uh, yeah, except I'm scared to skydive, and I know that would be one part of it. <laughs> but yes, Survivor? I would love. What about Survivor? I always wanted to go on Survivor. Chelsea actually from our show was on Survivor. Um, she got second or third. Um, I would love like I like Survivor. I like Amazing Race. Um, I wouldn't do Big Brother. Um, but yeah, like I like more of the challenge aspects. Um, yeah, I, but I remember, yeah, dancing with the stars, I think would be cool because you get an amazing shape and I feel like it's a fun challenge. Like, yeah. But you are, I mean, it's a pretty vulnerable spot to put yourself in and I have issues sometimes. I mean, do you sometimes. think, do you have any dancing? I like to dance. I mean, I'm you sew, you cook, do you dance? I'm a, I'm a decent dancer. Um, but man, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. For Who sure. was his partner? Sharna. Okay. She had red hair, Sharna Burgess. Yeah. I remember falling in love with like Julianne Huff, like in like way yeah. back in the she day. She wasn't dancing during his season. No, she's, she's Oh, she's been gone. gone. She's yeah, been she's gone. been gone. Yeah, but he she wasn't on when he um, was. But yeah. Well, maybe she would come back for you. No, she's married to a hockey player. So I Well, don't I know, think... but she well, no, just because you dance with her doesn't mean you have to date her. Oh, well, maybe that was in my head. Oh, like, that's your dream. No, you he spend, wants like, to dance well, you and spend, then fall in love and get yeah, married. Because you spend like two months with a person, like right. dancing, like Bobby seven did hours not a day. hook up with Sharna, which that was a big question. Like, are you and Sharna dating? Or are you hooking up? Because they're both single, and he was able to keep that completely separate. Like he apparently did have some other relationships on the show. <laughs> Um, which that came out on Howard Stern. Really? Yeah. Um, one of the dan- the girls that was on Dancing with the Stars did Howard this, Stern uh, recently and put some stuff out there. And I didn't even know about it. And I was like, excuse me. I should not be learning this on Howard Stern. I, that's so. pretty amazing. Yeah. I've, I've heard that that tends to happen because we had something in our lives recently that wasn't about us. But like people just get on that, get on the show on and Howard they talk. Stern. Yeah. yeah. And they it's talk. Like, they're like, okay, well, Howard's here. I need right. to bust out all my stuff. <laughs> Howard's Howard Stern, the king of radio, is asking me. I things. mean, essentially, that's the situation that I know of. It was just like, uh, yes, I will tell you anything. Yeah. Like all the stuff was coming out. Like I was listening to it and I was like, my ears, my ears. I can't. I can't. So, um, okay. So this was kind of our little like reality. Did So we found out how you kind of got into Southern Charm, where you are, where you think Southern Charm is, is going to keep going. At yeah, this I th- point, I think it's going to be. Um, I think this is about our time to like refresh it in a good way. I think we, yeah, I, I don't know what you know what I can say or not say, but I just think um, we're ready for like a fun, fresh start in a positive way where it's like, all right, like we got to see a lot of this, like you know, turmoil and drama and stuff, but like let's uh. Let's see where everyone's at, you know, next time we show up, if we do. And I think it'll be in a, I think it'll be like our growing up season. I think a lot of it's been, um, you know, well, yeah, if you're, yeah. like the guys don't do now. anything, like they're, you know, like Peter Pan syndrome and stuff. And I think that there's a chance that, you know, if we do come back, um, you know, like this pillow stuff is taking off, fortunately, like this is all new and like. You know, Austin's got his beer stuff. And, like, I think there's a chance that it'll be a new type of show mm-hmm. again if we come back. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I think we're in a good position to maybe, you know, let friend, like fans not bang their heads against the wall while watching us and yeah. instead cheer for us. No, that's good. Okay, so next thing we'll get into is what was discussed on part one of the 
uh, reunion show okay. for this season, which was kind of Adderall, which I, I want to talk to you about it because I have taken Adderall. So we'll get into that next. Okay, so third thing, we're going to get into kind of what we said we would talk about earlier. And it's it's Adderall, which, I mean, I don't know if you were officially diagnosed with ADD or ADHD or when you started taking it, yeah, but no. I had... Um, I knew I had trouble concentrating all through school. I know that in high school, if my mom would have put me on Adderall or something, I would have done so much better. But I had trouble focusing and my mom was anti any of that. So didn't use it. Um, College, didn't use any of it. Then it was like later in life, I got on it and it was like amazing. I got so much done. Like... And it wasn't even at this point in my life, it wasn't like homework or cramming for a test. Now in college, I did borrow it from people. And it was like my roommate had some. And if I had a test, I borrow would... St- yeah, I would borrow Because you well, paid them back. You no, know, I would take years it. Later. No, I know. I mean, I guess I would, I would take it. Kidding. Borrow, you're right. Because borrow would be like, I give it back. So I would, my roommate would give me some right. if I had a test and I would be able to study all night and I would ace it. And it was crazy because that was normally not my... I didn't have that focus. I didn't have that retention. I didn't have any of that. It was always a struggle for me. And so I was like, this is what it's like. And this is how I can get an amazing grade. But I obviously didn't have full access to it. Right. And have my own prescription or anything. And then, you know, later in life when I got it, I wasn't taking any tests or doing anything. But I mean, I would get it and I would like everything. My house would be organized. Like one time I got on an, it wasn't Adderall. It was Vyvanse. See, I don't I know if you. can't do Vyvanse. Yeah. Oh, it, you can't? Well, Vyvanse has an antidepressant in it. And if you're not like there's, yeah, we'll get into it, but yeah. Well, I had to get off of it because I was like, I feel so Well, Yeah. Weird. So if you're not, a, if you're not a depressed person, like Vyvanse actually, if you take an antidepressant when you're not depressed, it actually will make you depressed. Oh. It's weird. Like, I mean, again, like like, you know, I don't come after us pharma companies, but yeah, I Adderall worked best for me. But yeah, you're right. It turns a page, it turns a boring textbook into a page riveting novel. Yeah. And it's, but, or, or like I would go, like I got this tree from Restoration Hardware that had to be assembled and put together and it was like 12 feet tall. And then I had to go to Target and get all the ornaments. My normal personality is not to unpack that box. Ben, my husband was deployed or somewhere. And I got my Vyvanse prescription. I had it in that day. I took a pill. I unpacked the restoration hardware tree. I assembled the entire thing. I went to Target. I got all the ornaments. I got all the things. I, that tree was decorated same day. That is not my personality. Normally it would take me a week to do that, but it was like, I kind of sat back and looked at the tree and it was like so beautiful and amazing. And I was like, I'm obsessed. Like, I love this. And at work, I would focus. Bobby gets on to me on the show. Like I doodle during the show. I'm Googling during the show. I'm doing things. And he's like, stay here. But also part of what he loves about me is that I can kind of be all over the place. And I'm like, well, which do you want? Right. Do you want me to focus or do you want me to, you know? So for me, it, I was able to be more productive, but it also altered who I was my personality-wise. That's what happened with me. And so I can relate to the fact of like not being who you are. And then you have to 
keep taking more if you want to feel the same way. And then you get to a point where you just feel like total crap uh, yeah. and you want to like never take it again. But then you keep taking it because you're like, oh, I need, it's like a up, you feel up and you feel down and there's all these different levels. And this was me juggling Vivance and Adderall, right. by well, the way. But this is amazing hearing you say I this. I alternated them day, depending on right. the day. But like, and that's not uncommon. But, but like, that's also not smart. <laughs> no, but it's it's amazing hearing you say it because now I understand like the people that show up to the pillow parties and stuff who say that hearing me talk about it on the reunion like changed their lives kind of for the better, <clears throat> which I was not sure what I was going to do when I walked out onto the reunion stage because it is kind of a personal matter, but, matter, but like... I was like, no, addiction is huge. Like, addiction is a huge thing in the country anyway. And now I'm not saying that I was addicted to it, but I'm just saying like people need to end mental illness. Like all of these things that we try to cover up need to be addressed. Like I just saw the Joker the other day and whatever. It's my opinion is that uh, the Joker addresses the reasons that people do bad things is human cruelty. Like I'm saying like to me it addressed the roots. Like people were bullies and did horrible things and then he, he acted out. See, now I'm on a tangent because I don't take my Adderall anymore. What I'm saying is, all right, here, let me, let me, no, reset. I got you, but I haven't yes. seen the Joker, so I don't know. No, I just, it explains like, you know, like the reasons he does what he does is because he was pushed to like, people are horrible. To, so, oh, I guess the point is then people didn't want that to be aired because they're like, no, 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 no. Like it was because like, you know, whatever reasons without without getting into it. I just think it's healthy to talk about this stuff. So I decided to say it. And I also had been waiting to tell, like, I, I honestly think that if I wasn't on Adderall, then Naomi and I probably would have never broken up. But I also wouldn't be where I'm at now. And so everything kind of, like, comes, you know, like, there's, you know, there's pros and cons to each path. But, like, it was kind of nice to say it on the stage and I could see that her face like lit up with pure joy that like I had said I had stopped taking it. Um, so my story with Adderall though was, <clears throat> you know, I was, I was allowed to stand at my desk in elementary school. Um, if I was allowed to stand at my desk in like the back row, I participated in class and I was very well behaved. If I was forced to sit, then I poked the kids next to me and talked to them and everything. Um, I just was always like very... Maybe like ADHD. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the diagnosis diagnoses, but um, I was not. I didn't take it until college, and I took it. For right. My so room. we were both adult. Our yeah. parents did not give no. it to us and my parents, at an early age, which they could have maybe, because right. I know that there was some kids in my grade but, that had it. Right. But, but I made it out, which I'm happy kind of too. that I did, because um, I didn't have to go through the Ritalin phase and stuff like that. So I remember taking it from my roommate um, and my GPA, my junior year. Also, I started to take classes like finance that I wanted to take and not like study about rocks, which some reason I feel like geology is all made up because they're like, this rock is 20 million years old and this one's 100 million years old and this is a thousand. And my brain was just like, I can't focus on this at all. Not It's not made up, I know, but it just wasn't. So my GPA went from a 1.7. This could be a study, a case study on Adderall right now, actually. <laughs> Let's watch where Craig's so brain goes. From a one seven yes. to so eight. no, so I went from a one seven to when I started taking my roommates out all junior year to I got a three nine five that semester. I can totally relate to that. And I called my parents and I was nervous. I didn't know what they were gonna say because my parents were anti that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, my you know, and I was never like a drug kid or anything like that. Like they just weren't, you know, we played sports growing up and that was it. And uh 
my parents were like, all right, yeah, Craig, like, or no, they said, we know. And I was like, what do you mean, you know? And they're like, well, we've always known, but like you could get by, you were still a straight A student without it. So we didn't put you on it or whatever, but they were like, we knew that you always needed like medicine, but like you were like in a very positive way. And I was shocked and they're like, yeah, we'd rather you take it legally than illegally. And so they're like, go to the doctor. And so I went to my doctor junior year of college and got a prescription. Um, and that carried me throughout law school, which I did really, really well in law school, fortunately, even though, um, you know, I took a while to graduate that last year. Um, it was funny because my buddy and I would sit in the front row and we would go, we still went out and stuff, but we did really well in class. There's only one test a semester in um, law school and that's why there's so much pressure on finals. And we went to like the bar stool party or something like two nights before this one final and everyone else came in like dressed in like sweatpants and pajamas because they'd been up and we like wore full suits and they were like, well, at least we don't have to deal with those kids anymore. And then like our grades came back and we we're like one and two. It was great. Anyway, that was still on Adderall. So it was a great thing for my life. Like I really viewed it as the movie. Like I swear the whoever made the movie Invincible, or not Invincible, what is it called? Uh, with Bradley Cooper. Oh. It's based I, on, oh. like the guy, it's a thousand yes. percent What's based on Adderall. Limitless. Limitless. Yeah, it's yes. based off Adderall. Like that the first thing crazy. he does is goes and cleans his apartment. Like, like it's it's based on a, a an exaggerated form of it, but that is based off Adderall, and that's what it was great. And I was prescribed it. I took my dose that I was supposed to. Actually, I took under my dose, even up till when I stopped. I always took under my dose. Um, and uh, I would find so sometimes I would just swallow it, but sometimes if I just took it and put it right under my tongue and let it dissolve, it would hit me faster. See, but that's the thing is like you know, like, like I would drive to work with you. it dissolving under my tongue, and I would get to work, and I knew I was like, okay, Bobby's gonna be so proud of me today lo- because so I'm not gonna be doodling or doing whatever. But also, then it altered my personality and who I was. Like I was sometimes so focused that then well, I wasn't like so that myself. <clears throat> that's what happened with. Me, so what I've been able to, so I stopped taking about four months ago and I actually was offered it the other night and I, I have like, I am good at like when I decide to do things, like I, I never got it filled. That's how I stopped. I like, because it was funny because I'd have to wake up and you had to call my doctor before one to make an appointment to get it filled. But since I was out of Adderall, I couldn't call him to make my appointment. So because just, your Adderall had yeah. kicked in. Because so, you had no Adderall yeah, to, had no to Adderall. give you the desire to call. Right. I totally and get so, that. so like 10 yes. days goes by or like a week. And mm-hmm. then I started traveling and we started doing pillow parties and whatever. And I didn't have it. And then it got to a point where I came out of this haze. And it's a really bizarre feeling when you come out of the haze, but a great feeling. And you're like, you just start to see everything more clearly. And that was only because, you know, I it wasn't for me anymore. Like in, in college and... For law school was awesome, um, but at this point in my life, it wasn't didn't it's it wasn't necessary anymore, and so I used it almost. I don't know. It was just it was part of my routine. Um, but uh, but now you've been able to break that, and I think that for I'm so much better with that. me personally right. now. Me too, because I'm not studying mm-hmm. and stuff. So like, I am better in what I do now without it because of what you said. The hyper focus, like. I was home like two weeks ago and my mom did something really silly in the kitchen, which you're just like, it was my brother and my dad and me just standing there. And it was just so like, I, silly is a nice word, but it was just silly. Like, like mom, what are you thinking? And I was able to not say anything, but laugh instead. And I was and like, and we actually got brought up in the kitchen. And I was like, if I was taking my Adderall still, I wouldn't have been able to not say anything. 
Like I wasn't able to have, my patience was gone. I had zero patience when I took my Adderall. And instead of being able to laugh things off that weren't a big deal or let it slide, like I had to like address it and bring it up. And I think it really hurt my relationship. I mean, there was a lot of things that went on, but I just, instead of being able to let like, you know, we had different versions of like apologizing and like Naomi wasn't big and saying sorry, but I don't think if I was, if I wasn't taking my Adderall, it wouldn't have bothered me. Like I wouldn't have obsessed about it. And I think it just, I don't know. I was better on it back then. Now I'm better off it or better without it now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I like myself a lot more now than I did before. And like, I also, my sleep schedule is normal and like I'm more of a normal person. Well, like sleep is Sleep is so important to like, I mean, yeah. it ranks up there. I never like slept sleep, before. Eating right, working out, like it's, sleep is now at the top. We realize how important it is. But I think anything that alters who you are, and we all are made differently and have different qualities, different strengths, different weaknesses. And I feel like, unfortunately, for some of us that do have trouble concentrating and focusing and checking things off our to-do list and whatnot, but we also do have other qualities about ourselves that are a contribution to our relationships. And when we take something that suppresses that in order to get our checklist done, we alter right. who we are. And I, I totally understand feeling like we want to feel that accomplishment and that achievement, which is what Adderall gave us or Zyvans or insert whatever stimulant. Right. But Meth, then it, know. well, no, or, I, 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 I like to say that I've never done that. No, um, I was But I mean, I don't think I can see that. But it's an guess. amphetamine salt. Yes. It's an amphetamine salt. So, I was just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> JK. But so I think that, you know, for others listening that might be, there may be, even if it's just one person listening right now that's like struggling with what should I do? I just feel torn. Should I take this? Should I not? Like, I feel like going more of a holistic route and I'm all about modern medicine and like Eastern, like Western and Eastern medicine. So some things holistically, some things modern medicine is totally like pills and pharmaceuticals, they're necessary. But there are things you can do maybe that help get you to that point of what you need to do. Like it can be certain foods that you eat. Like some even parents of kids have attention deficit disorders or whatever. They cut out gluten and they cut out certain things, sugars, yeah. and and they can find more focus in their kids. Well, I mean, I feel like the same could apply to us but as adults. I, yeah, I think you have like, I think your take is incredible on it. And I really haven't ever really had this discussion with someone that understood it as well as I thought I did, as you do. I think for me, mine was mental health. Um, I was like, I like, as in, I need positive reinforcement. So and, do I. Yeah. Like, and that's my love language is affirmation. Mine. Yes, mine too. And, okay. and I didn't understand love languages until, mm-hmm. and not to bring up Naomi, but it is the best, like, and we're, we're great friends now. We're fine. And so it's a, it is like a case study on like a part of like who I was in my life. And I didn't understand love languages until after. And if we would have understood that and applied it, but we needed that experience, like huge thing. I didn't have, we have different like love languages and how we showed it. And when I found myself in a depressed state because I didn't have that positive reinforcement for the first time in my life. And um, it really affected me. And when I was taking, I don't know, I'm just saying like, I think for me, like, I think you're you're right about like finding other stuff to do it. I don't know. It's it's a it's a complicated subject. Um, but I think 
what you said about like numbing the other like aspects of your personality yes. that's huge too because you lose like you know you lose part of i have are. this like goofiness or silliness or like sparkle that like i get to be like a dumb little kid is kind of how i act and like when like shep you know who is highly critical a lot of times he's like craig like he loves me without because he's like you're like a little kid again and like you're not so obsessed over like everything happening in the room that you can actually just be present and be aware and it's kind of a nummy so i think i guess at the end of it like one aspect of my life one part of my life it it helped me do as well as i did and it was great but then you know i'm glad that i'm happier now without it but and that's my hope for people that are on it. Like if they're on it and they're using it correctly, then fine. But I hope that at some point in their life, they can find a way to operate maybe right. without it. Because I, I personally don't think being on a stimulant, stimulant like that long term is going to be good for anybody. Right. And I'm not a doctor. This is just my personal opinion. Please don't email <laughs> me and get offended yeah. or anything. Like I know that some people need it at certain seasons in their life. Um, but my hope is that we can find something else for people like us or kids or anybody that's having to use it. Like there's so much in you coming out with a cookbook, like even in you having to cook a certain way for your mom who's battling cancer, like there's, there's so much power in food. And I think sometimes we write that off too quickly or we just don't know we're ignorant to it. And we don't realize like certain things we're putting into our body that isn't a pill directly affect and we're we're all made up so differently like one person may be able to eat one thing and it does not affect them a certain way we see that with since we i brought up gluten earlier i'll bring that up as an example like i i tend to avoid gluten because i know that i feel better and my skin is better and whatever but i don't really have like a gluten intolerance like i'm not right. celiac disease or anything some people literally they have gluten and they're in the hospital right so we know there's certain foods that totally affect you in Maybe it's in your gut or maybe it's in your brain. Like some people may have gluten, like a child, for example, we'll just bring up kids for, because I've, I know that studies work where they eliminate certain things from a kid's diet that has ADD and they eliminate the gluten and the sugar and the crap and the kid starts to improve. Well, this might be like, you might've just found the pathway to where we're going to go with the cookbook. Maybe I'll do a, uh. <laughs> Something on that. I mean, there's things it, like yeah. there's certain foods that cause inflammation, which but I've never disease. thought of that honestly. Like, 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 and yeah, you're right. Unless it's like a product provided by a pharma company, you don't. The average person doesn't really analyze how that affects their body. Other than, I mean, this might be like, like ignorantly speaking, but like, is this going to make me heavy or not, or is this going to make me like in shape? But like, a lot of people don't think like, is it going to affect my brain or like, or my, my gut? Yeah. Which your gut is a lot of people call that your second brain. Okay, yeah, see. because there's so everything goes through. So I had Danielle Walker on a couple of weeks ago, and she's become she has she's a New York Times bestseller for three cookbooks, okay. four actually, but she is. Well, maybe three of them in New York Times, but either way, she has four different books out. She's, you know, socially on Instagram, like a whole thing. And she, her life, like she, she literally almost died because of things she was eating and doctors could not heal her. And they had her on all these medications. And she's like, I can't survive this way. She was in and out of the hospital. And then she literally healed her body through food. Wow. And that is what her cookbooks are about. And she's literally saving lives because she put her recipes out there that she sees change. And then she sees, and it's not just because they have the same autoimmune 
disorder she has, there's a lot of autoimmune disorders out there. Like they all categorize as different things. But right. I feel like with the circles back to the ADD or the ADHD, like I feel like we could, I don't know. Some doctors would be like, no, you're crazy. But I feel like we could fix that with food. Um, but, and, and healthy lifestyle and meditation and Honestly, when you and, work out, you I feel right. I'm like it solves all of like these yes. things. I am there's tired sleep, at the end of the night. Yeah. Sleep. Yes. Like there's a list because of things. Because then you're like, tired to go to sleep. Right. And you're like you don't want to stay up and you don't want to do other stuff. Like you're yeah, well, for me, like eating healthy is extremely important, but I was fortunate to like that's what my my palate is for a healthy eating. Basically, I was growing up on it. But when I get back into working out, because I'll go on like two months you know, two months without it and before you get hooked on it again when I'm working out. What's like, like your workout of choice? Um, I have I have a, a program from when I was still playing in high school that um, I can go in and do about a 40-minute workout and you you cycle through it during the week. But how I get back into it, because like I up till about a week ago, I was probably in an un, unhealthy spot because – Coming off my Adderall, I all of a sudden had an appetite again, and mm-hmm. I started to eat. And fortunately, I have a good diet, but um, you know, I had to start running again. Running is how I get back into it, even though I don't like running that much. Running is somehow I can procrastinate. Thinking Do you have about a Peloton treadmill? I so I know the guys that did it. Like I, we, I know them, and I when they were coming out with it, and I think I'm going to get one. Okay, so I have one downstairs. Okay. Wait, the bike am- or the treadmill? I have the treadmill. Okay, and see. it's amazing. Bobby got it for me for Christmas, and it's like game-changer. Okay. Because I'm not really a runner either, but and I have a bad back, and so a doctor told me the only way I can run is not on pavement but on. If I'm running on the Peloton, I can. So it helps me. See, that's crazy to hear that Mm -hmm. because it used to be like the treadmill was bad for your knees. No, I mean, this is, yeah, knees, back, whatever, but but the Peloton's made in such a way. And I'm like, okay. And then the classes are such a game changer and they talk to you while you're running. And then, so anyway, I know we've kind of gotten off. No, but but I love that. But, but yeah, exercise, diet, um, sleep, whatever you can incorporate into your life that we just want to be, I think, I don't want to speak for Craig, but right now, this little thing, we kind of want to be an encouragement to anybody that's on it that maybe is like on the fence of like, oh, should I keep taking this every day? Like, oh, I just don't know how I feel because I know where you are with that. And it's like you almost, you get to where you think you can't function if you don't wake up and take it right well, away. Right. Well, and it becomes a cheat. And mm-hmm. like, that's what you yeah. want to stray away from saying, but it really is like you, you don't have a test that day. You're out of school and like your, your routine you know, it. Yeah, what Amy's yeah. saying is perfect. Like what you're saying is perfect. It's like, like I don't need to vacuum like, my house five times. I would have. Yeah, you're like. It's fine. You get to a point where you're like, I love it. I love what it did for me, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that I need it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's. It does take a second to like. You know, again, it took me not feeling it to get off it, and but I am happier now. Like I'm a, a thousand times better but only because it was the right time in my life yeah. you know so well thank you for being candid about that and sharing and open and i know that there's probably a lot of people that appreciate that so yeah hopefully because yeah, <laughs> yeah i might hopefully the pharma companies don't come cut me but i guess we did do pharmaceutical litigation before reality so yeah well nice. my podcast is not sponsored by anything pharma so i think we're yet <laughs> at least i don't think no, at this moment <laughs> at the time that this airs i'm like hmm. no, if no, we, if I'm we end kidding. up no i'm just yeah 
So the next thing we're going to get into is just quickly be thinking about four things that you're thankful for. We'll do that next. Four things with Amy Brown. Okay, so it's it's gratitude time. Um, Something we try to practice on this podcast uh, with most guests is gratitude. And since sticking with the four things theme, four things you're thankful for, which Mary and I are are launching a gratitude journal. I'll have to send you one. Um, Because studies show that if you can acknowledge and express what you're thankful for, it just leads to all types of benefits in your life, health-wise. And so we would like to know four things that Craig is thankful for. I feel like I can learn a lot from you guys. You seem very wise. Um, Oh, thanks. (laughs) uh, First and foremost, not not even in a cliche way, but... My parents are awesome. I got very lucky. I mean, you take a kid that was in his the end of his second year of law school working at a good law firm, and um, he calls home and so you know, I'm the oldest, and it's like, all right, Craig's got stuff figured out. Like, we don't have to worry about him. And it's like, so guys, uh, thinking about doing a reality show. <laughs> like, you know, it takes, like, an awesome parents to like trust you and they, that's what they'll say that's what they do say about me they're like we trust Craig like when he's decided to do something we know that he's put the thought into it and they've always been supportive and uh been fans of mine and um and yeah I I got very fortunate you know they they're we we still had dinners every night um you and your parents yeah when my brother and I were growing up I didn't know that uh, like only to show how fortunate I was, I didn't know that families didn't have dinner at the dinner table. Like we had, I mean, that was just, you know, Christopher and I would play outside every day. Um, we fought a lot because we just competed against each other. But at, when dinner was ready, we came in. And uh, why I started cooking also is because my mom was a school teacher and didn't have a lot of time to cook and did not know how to cook. And now I'm teaching her and she's actually becoming better. But Um, yeah, they were great. Um, I'm first generation money and as in like we grew up in like, you know, like a, like a little, 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 like most like, you know, double, like double wide too. like, wasn't a trailer, but it was like a little small rancher too. like bigger house. And it was cool. I got to grow up with like, you know, being friends with the, you know, the cleaning lady or the sports staff or anyone. I just was taught by them how to treat everyone like a human. So that was good. Um, Second, what popped in my head, which is our our audience here, is the team that I have now as Amanda and Jerry. They are who actually changed my life to get me to a point where uh, I didn't want to take you know Adderall anymore because I was actually doing good. Like, uh, what, no, I mean, it got me to a point where your best self was coming out. Yeah, without- I I had all of this like how you've commented in this podcast. Like, I had all of these things that I wanted to do and express, but I just didn't have an outlet for them and I didn't have a path. And my decision anxiety for something like that, like I just didn't know where to go, but I knew I had a ton of potential to provide, like I knew I had a, a lot to offer, just didn't know how to do it. Um, and so when they came along, they gave me an outlet for that potential. And, um, you know, we hit the ground running. And uh, as long as I have a direction to run in, you know, we're going to go in full speed. Um, I am thankful for... Is this the third thing? Yeah. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, yeah we'll we've done one too. There's definitely going to be more than four, but. Um. <laughs> That's good to have a lot of gratitude. No, I mean, because you. like realistically then like, you know, the show is why, you know, the show gave me a platform and a foundation to be able to be, you know, work towards being my best self, which was great. Um, I, what else am I grateful for? I mean, it doesn't have to be anything. Monster energy. Profound. Monster energy. Is that your fourth thing? The, yeah, what energy. is this? I heard they're you talking amazing. about it earlier and I don't no, understand. No, they're rehabs, monster rehabs. So my buddy Graham. I'm Googling right now. Monster rehab. So it's not, they need to rebrand. They would help themselves so much if they rebranded the actual rehabs and not the energy drinks. Because the rehabs don't have any sugar in them and they're just like vitamins and they help you wake up when you're not like, I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, and, you know, I'm not on stimulants. So the monster rehab is the answer. Um, it's actually fantastic. We order them, my Anna Hayward board orders them in bulk. Um, oh. from Amazon for me. Also thankful for Anna Hayward. She got me to a point where I was able to meet my team. It's my assistant. She's incredible. Um, was she on the reunion episode? I saw her. Is that her? Same they might have done a flashback. She wasn't at the reunion. No, I mean, when y'all in the reunion, you revisit parts of the episode yeah, 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 or the yeah. season. Yeah, that's her. She has brown hair. Yeah, red yeah. hair. Shout out. Um, red? She's great. It's like it's burnt, whatever. It's she is a redhead because her husband always says that mar being married to a redhead is a like adventure. I sure did look brown to me, but maybe that was somebody else, right? Mary, did it look brown? Okay, it does look brown, but it's whatever. But it's red. It's yes. fine. You heard it here. Um, it's red. So Monster Rehab, they have tea, lemonade, yes. and energy or something. So the peach tea is awesome. Okay, Jerry, Jerry had that. It was good. Um, Right. This is not we're, right. I you know, want, we just we talk about things here all the time. It's like there we don't know if it's no, not it really sponsored. Is but I mean, like, I'm I'm curious to learn. Like, I'll okay. Look what's in it. Like I drink those like every day now. It's got electrolytes, antioxidants, tea extract, coconut water, which is really hydrating. Yeah. Um, one of those, and it's like, and it's like again, there's no sugar, and it's not like a lot of caffeine. Or have anything. you ever had Zevia? Speaking of things that are not sponsored. Bud Light. Somehow I find a way to bring up Zevia on every episode that I do, but it hasn't, they don't even know who I am. Um, but I talk about them, and they're a zero-calorie sugar sweetened with stevia. Okay. And they make an energy drink. Wait, is that what I'm drinking right now? No, you're drinking Topo Chico. No, I'm drinking... With... Oh, you got orange zevia? Yeah, with yes. Yeah, with the vodka. Do you like it? Tito's and that. Yeah, I love it. Okay, because so, I I've never liked regular sodas. So I like I said, I didn't. I wasn't allowed to drink regular sodas growing up. So I right. was like diet stuff. And then how I quit drinking soda was like sparkling water. And then this, but this is great. I love this. Zevia is amazing. So you can find it at Whole Foods a lot if you're looking for it. But Target does Target have it? Some flavors, but orange is sometimes hard to find, and orange is the best. But um. It's like, it's really good. And they have these, the like Xevia has an energy line, which sounds kind of like this monster one that you're, and if I drink it on an empty stomach, like I'm, it's, it's similar. I'm not comparing it to Adderall because I know that it's different, but it stimulates me in a way where I'm like, what do I need to get done? But I do See, have a crash. Cool. I do have a crash. And I, then I don't like how I feel right. afterwards. So then I take a break and I don't drink them. And I know everybody's bodies are different. Like some people may be able to drink it and they may not crash or they may feel different. Or maybe if you had it with food, you would feel different. 
But there was one day that like, I just had to grab it walking out the door and I went to work and I felt like I knocked out stuff. And I think I even talked to Mary like on my way home and I was like, I just drank this Zevia energy thing. And like, I felt like I got so much done. And Mary was like, can I give you those every day? <laughs> because yeah. like we have our espoir business together and I'm sure she would like for me to stay more focused and more consistent and with the way that I operate. But I... But I can't drink it all the time because I do feel a crash. Well, see, it sounds good. But see, the, but rea- the, 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 the rehabs, regular Zivia is fine. But see, the rehabs don't. So the rehabs, you don't all crash? they do is I'm not a morning person at all. And like, I, but I like, like, so I've been waking up like a normal person. Well, not, not normal. I get up at like 930 now or whatever, which was huge for me. But if I drink a rehab, it just takes me to a normal person. So it's not like hyper oh. anything. It just gets me out of like, I'm really hazy in the morning and it just takes me out of that fog but there's no like i don't feel like i used to do when i like you know it took take out all stuff it just you know it, if you're hungover at all or anything it just makes you kind of normal and it's good okay. and it gives me like almost a uh placebo effect of being like placebo so real yeah like i'm it's like, so real <laughs> my husband's best friend's a doctor and he's come on the podcast and he talks about how to some of his patients he'll even say things like when they're in there, he'll t- talk to them in such an encouraging, positive way because he knows they will leave there feeling better because they've been told by their medical professional doctor that they're going to be better and they will believe that they're going to be better. He's like, I could give them a sugar pill and be like, take this three times tonight and you're going to feel better. And he's like, it's crazy because, and you know, everybody's different again, but majority of the time we do have like a placebo is real. Right. And, um, Yeah. Okay, so we could probably go on and on, but like we've had, I was just saying, like, I think Craig, this might be the like the longest podcast ever. Yeah. But um, so just to recap, you're thankful for your parents and family and your business partners and the show, Southern Charm, all the people there, and then Monster Rehab. Yeah, I guess that's I love what that. we're going to go with. That's good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, why not? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I love my brother and stuff. And uh, well, every day when we send other you, people, but well, yeah, I mean, you know, can't you make know. the list all the time. Yeah, when we send you your espoir, which espoir means hope in Creole, which is what they speak in Haiti. Okay, and um, that's the line Mary and I have that makes the totes, yeah, yeah, the yeah, four yeah. things yep. totes, and the uh, we have all kinds of things under that line. But we're we have a four things also similar to this podcast gratitude journal, and when we get it. I'm going to send you one and you'll be able to every day or whenever you feel like it, no pressure. It's like a journaling can be intimidating for some people, especially if you have ADD Yeah. Um, that where you can just like, it's like journaling for dummies, like sort of, it's just really easy for things. And then every day you can write down things for things that you're thankful for. And that's where you can include well, other people structure. in your life. Yeah. Like if, well, and if you, if I was able to do it, it might become the most intimidating. It, there's two outcomes. Either I spend all day doing everything else I'm supposed to do to avoid doing that, which yeah, is fine. So true. then I'll get done everything else or I actually start doing it and I have that structure um, mm-hmm. that I can do that every day. And then it, well, we created know, it to not be intimidating no, so that yeah, you would be able to do it. And then you're going to see other benefits like they just say it's better for your overall well-being, your sleep, your positive attitude, like recognizing things. No, I see that. I, I, I do wish I wrote more over the last few years. Um, I have a friend on another show that wrote down everything and just turned it into um, a book that's not out yet. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm just... Now oh, I'm so you know, book. well, you are coming out with a cookbook, but here's the question. 
you said you modeled your pillow parties after a book tour. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'd ever write a book? So I have a very good friend that owns a publishing company and he has this talk with me a lot. I don't, just as a humble way, I don't think I've done enough yet to write a book. I'm okay with it. I'm not against it. He's basically told me, he sold it to me of being like, Craig, you're, you know, there's a writer that comes and it, fine. I don't know which direction I'd write because we had a ton of fun at the College of Charleston. Um, those were fun years. You know, this latest chapter of my life, you know, or the last few of the show has been incredible. And now I have this tour. Um, I also have a interesting childhood kind of. So, yeah, I mean, again, that's not an answer, but... If I'm down to sit down with someone and talk. Um, so possibly one, one I think day. maybe in like two years. We're getting a loose commitment here from a memoir. I'm down. I mean, I'm down to do it. I've told him I'm down to do it. Um, okay. I just, I'm, I don't know how to do things like halfway. And so if I go full in on this, I don't know how it would affect. And you have a lot of other things. I think that's smart to like think it through and yeah. know what you can And handle. I also don't know like what. Bridges, I'd be burnt. Like, I don't know. Like, like depending on what you divulge. I feel like maybe once the show's, it's when the show ends, I'll be ready to write the book. Ooh, sort of like a tell all? I mean, I just, you know, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no just NBC, kidding. I'm not going to write a tell all under my contract term. <laughs> <laughs> but once it expires. Just yes, kidding. when that expires, I no. know. Um, okay, so. Things to look forward to in the future, Craig Wise, is probably like more amazing pillows. We've got a cookbook, maybe down the line, some sort of memoir, um, a Hallmark movie, male Martha Stewart, like the new, then the closest one is our baby line, which is going to be, good. you're having a baby line. Yeah. It's what? so we're, we're going to have nursing pillows and they're giraffes. And so <laughs> the draft, the boy giraffes have <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, the blue giraffes okay. have blue bow ties mm-hmm. and the girl giraffes have pink hair bows and the nursing pillow will be. For like your nursing chair or whatever. And then oh. we have these bibs that um, are like nursing bibs or whatever you call them. Instead of like them always falling and stuff, it's actually actually a sash or like a satchel. And so you just you wear it You're being so relatable with the nursing mamas. Yeah. So, so okay. We're, okay. So I think we're, we're going to be talking with our people and we may do some sort of a giveaway with the totes. But I think once the baby stuff comes out, we should do another like collab giveaway because we have the cutest onesie that's a four things onesie for oh, really? um, babies. And it's, I mean, we have Pimp and Joy ones too, but they're adorable. We should anything do that's it, a onesie. We should do it like once a month and keep it like seasonal and festive. Like, yeah. we don't mind. No, we can do, great. I think yeah. we've developed like a good, like we have a good yeah, cross. Yeah, we have rapport here. Well, it's good cross promotion too, because you've got different people than I have and I've got different people that you have and we'll bring everybody that together. That and where we were so, con- like even though this is the first time we've ever met in person, we actually are really connected in the past few years. Yeah. Like through various things, like, including like Adderall. Literally, Adderall. I met your family in Haiti. Like, <laughs> right. Like yeah. we have great, we have like close friends yeah. and like same charities and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. But well, Adderall mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I appreciate you coming on and thank you for taking the time. And then yeah, for sure, if you can find your schedule, like 
either either if it's you're in Nashville or it's on the phone or whatever, whenever the cookbook comes out, I'm gonna come do we'll do we'll do one thing. <laughs> Cause like if we do four things, we talk for like forever. So we'll do one thing on the cookbook. Okay. And then every little thing you like you have a invitation to come back like for a thing awesome. for all your different things. Well I love Nashville. I love that? to come hang out. Okay. Can we get a applause from the live audience? Okay, so that concludes our time with Craig. I hope that y'all have enjoyed it as much as I have. And um, yeah, follow along with all the fun things that he has going. Your Instagram is? It's C.A. Conover and yeah. then Sewing Down South. Boom. Those are the two to follow. Well, yeah, thank you for having me, Amy. And it was a lot of fun. You're welcome. <laughs>